Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. All right. Welcome back to the greatest, greatest investment show ever created, Market Mondays, the legendary Absolutely. Market Mondays. This is going to be a good one, a lot to talk about, and there's a lot going on in the world, there's a lot going on this week. So, um, you know, we got a lot. We got a lot planned for you guys, a lot of information as always. Uh, so before we start, want to give a big shout-out to our Revolt family. Shout-out to Dottavio, shout-out to Dunny, shout-out to the whole Shout out to the whole team. Michelle. Lisa, Michelle. Um, Gal. Yeah. Yeah, Lex. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Lex. We just came back from LA, was in LA for a week. Um, and we we shot uh a bunch of content and connected with a lot of great people. Films. They, they, might, have films. Seen, they might have seen a few clips. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't do no content, we do films. Yes. Motion yes. picture. Shout out to yes. 19 Keys, motion picture status. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, I look like the dude who make Game of Thrones edit keys stuff. We'll get to it, but yeah, I want to show, and that set y'all was on. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, shout out to Gal, shout out to Revolt, man. They, they, you know, they um, and it's important for us to to partner with Revolt because a lot of times people will be like, well, why y'all working with Revolt? But it's like collaboration is better than competition, and mm -hmm. that's the only real way to really expand your tent. And for us, we can't only just preach that. 
we want people to collaborate with us. So mm-hmm. we got to collaborate with other people. So shout out to Revolt. Um, it's been a great relationship working with them. And um, I think that we have helped them, at least in our space, where you've seen a lot of other people in our space starting to work with Revolt, enthusiastic Absolutely. about working with Revolt. So mm-hmm. it's good to see. Um, and shout out to UTA. Oh, Speaking man. of collaboration. Oh, boy. Shout out to them. Shout out to Cliff. Cliff, oh, I'm hit you today. Yeah, man. Shout oh, boy. It's called Stay Tuned. Wow. It's called Stay Tuned. Wow. <laughs> we're gonna, we when got, Cliff we're gonna... texted me, he was super excited. I said, oh, they got a bomb? He said, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we, gonna, boy we, got a, I... we, we got a new show coming. It's called Soho House Sessions. <laughs> Soho House Sessions. <laughs> man. Behind Stay it. tuned. Can you talk talk about that real quick? I, I'm going to interrupt the announcements, but can you talk about the importance and I was talking to Weezy about this this weekend. The importance of going to a network that does not have your thing yet and building value there, kind of like how 50 did with Stars. Because before Stars, I mean, before Power, I can't remember any shows that was on Stars that I watched. Yeah. Um, and now you guys have opened up the space of Revolt. Can you talk about how important it is to find a partner that isn't doing the thing that you're doing yet, opposed to running to, let's say, another financial network? I think, you know, for me, I, I play sports my whole life. So I always... Uh, relate things back to that. And when I was coming out of college, when I was coming out of high school, going to college and it's like, you know, yeah, you can go to a SEC school, you can go to Georgetown and you might be a small fish in a big pond where they got five all Americans and you, you, you know, it's an accomplishment to get a scholarship to one of those schools, but you might not be their top recruit where as opposed to you can go to a mid major or a smaller D one school and you might be their number one priority. So that's how I always look at anything in life. Like it's always better to be a big, a big fish um, wherever you're at. And I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, working with Revolt, you know, obviously it started as just uh, as far as content is concerned around music. That's mm-hmm. how it started with just music. And then they branched out and they started doing news and different things like that. But there was no finance content. So it it, it made sense to us. And, um, you know, they, they get it because, they are the culture, you know, it's Diddy's network, but everybody that pretty much works for Revolt is black. They're all young. They're all from the culture. So they understood mm-hmm. Earn Your Leisure. It wasn't like we had to pitch them mm-hmm. Earn Your Leisure. Like they understood Earn Your Leisure. So they understood what was going on. They understood the momentum. So as you said, I mean, it's always good to be first to market. And when, in a professional relationship, you, you want to be, you know, the first person if you can, because now not only do you get top line priority, um, but you be you get to be, exclusive as opposed to you know if we were trying to do carisha please part two like you know what i'm saying like they already got that they our number have... is stupid though yeah that's what i'm Different, saying they, yeah. they already have drink yeah. champs if we try to pitch an idea to, to have you know a podcast interviewing rappers and we're going to be you know drinking i mean that sounds pretty familiar right they already have that mm-hmm. why would they why would they need another one but you know to have a mtv cribs type of show where you're talking about finance and you know you talk about investing in business and entrepreneurship. Now that's, that's- L- listen to the pitch too. I mean to cut you off for the content creators. He pitched a successful idea, prepare. I mean, excuse me, compare it with another idea. So when you go into your pitch meetings, you got to sell them on something that already worked. MTV Cribs meets. I'm yeah. taking notes. Yeah, well, and, taking credit, notes credit to them. Credit to them, right? Like you said, we go into a lot of meetings and it'll be can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? And it's like, all right, well, okay, well, well of course we're gonna do that. But they had the the eye way before anyone else. And so before we even had a deal with them, a year prior to that, they had reached out because they saw what we were building. They saw the movement. They liked us. 
and they wanted to do something with us. And then obviously the pandemic happened and it got pushed back, but they kept their eyes on the target. And so knowing the target, understanding who we were, it helped a lot because it was like, all right, well, we're familiar with y'all and y'all familiar with us. Let's make something happen. Um, so shout out to them of uh, being having a pulse on what's happening in the community, in the culture. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, having Diddy as a chairman of it always helps because it's like, yo, this is somebody that we've looked up to as, as far as business and entertainment. I mean, he encompasses everything that, you know, we were built on from the beginning. So, you know, again, kudos to them. And um, yeah, it, it's been a, a powerful relationship. It's been a dope one, but there's more to come. Yeah. And I, last thing I'll say about that is, yeah, definitely that's something in Hollywood, you know, they, we definitely learned that it's good to compare things to one thing. Like, okay, this is, you know, this, this is like a version of this. And they said not to compare more than two things. That's what I just learned. Please recently. write that down. Yeah, so yeah that's, please. That's, 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 a, that's a multi-million dollar lesson. That's yeah. from a reliable Don't story. be like it's Titanic <laughs> and Get Out and Real Housewives of Atlanta. No, no, no. Just, just yeah. two. Two. Just two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just two. So, you know, boardwalk boardwalk empire meets Game of Thrones. Like, you know, what I mean, just two. It can't be boardwalk empire meets Game of Thrones meets paid in full, meets Meet. power. Yeah, <laughs> pick two. And, Too many meets. Because it's always good to have reference points. So, Hollywood is a place that you know um, is interesting, but I definitely like it out there a lot, and I feel like there's a lot of opportunity, and um, you know, it's so much, so much stuff that happens. Like, you know, just randomly. Shout out to AB. Um, you know what I'm saying? Throw that, throw that. Yeah, it's on. Keep that shit on. Yo. AB, a superstar, superstar. Like, what was it like being around him? And like, what lessons did you pick up? Because even through camera, you can just see he's a star. Like, I mean, you know, what did so, you pick so, up being around Yeah, him? star power. Like, you know, star power comes with a lot of different things. So when, when we outside, it's like AB pulling up. And then I was waiting for a half an hour for him to come in. So I'm like, what's he doing? It's like, he's outside playing basketball. It's like, it's a car show. So he comes with four cars. He comes with a Urus, uh, all these exotic Two cars. Roses. He comes with four cars. He, they outside, he's playing basketball shirtless. So that's how that when, that, when you saw the clip of me actually having a shooting competition with him, that came from there. And then like people think like, the music video, they were like, they, it looked like it was actually a planned yeah. music video. It, that, that's but crazy. It wasn't actually a planned music yeah. video. He was just vibing. Yeah. I, I, I saw him. I was like, yo, he's in such a good mood. The first thing he said was like, yo, I'm in a zone. So I'm like, yo, let's cue up his music. Let's walk out playing his music. And then we walked out with the speaker. Shout out to my man. Troy Cooper. Nah, nah, it was perfect. I'm like, yo, we're going to come out there. The cameras is already here. Let's play the music. And once that music came on, bro, Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. He was like, oh, okay, okay. He cut it and on it, immediately, yeah. <laughs> I, it was vibes. And, you know, a lot of people um, were disappointed that we were in the, that video dancing and they were just very high. Why were they disappointed? 
Um, you guys have changed. I don't know. You're man. supposed to be activists for the community and never elevate past. Y'all lost me with this one. Two words. <laughs> two words. Two words for those people. Super respectfully. Shut up. Because y'all go. My clip that up. Now you go too. I far, told. Man. I like L.A. Shotty. Shook Shotty. The room is Come true. Now y'all go too far, man. It's like stop. Like, I don't think people actually knew who we were before we did Earn Your Leisure. They try to put you in a box like you're Umar Johnson and you can only talk about black empowerment. Like we literally used Donations. to 10 hours outside on the corner talking about rap music, like and, and sports. And that arguing was, every, yeah, no, every day. Highly, highly intense debates. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a vibe that I actually like the song. So people, you know, people kind of just grab, they, they, they craft ideas of who you are and they, they try to put you in a box. Like you can only talk about finance. You can only talk about financial literacy. But the thing that I like, the thing I like about that is that I'm actively like 19 key said, I'm actively trying to lose people because if you, (laughs) if if, (laughs) I respectfully, yeah, respect, I'd rather you respectfully across the screen. I'd rather you leave now than to stay because it's like, you're not going to dictate who we are. Never in life will you dictate who we are, what we can do, what we can associate with. Like, we help introduce the world to Wall Street Trapper, to Ian, to MG the Mortgage Guy. We gave 19 keys a platform when no... People look at his show now like it's successful, and people, networks hollering at... The reason why he's on Earn Your Leisure is because he had no other platform. And like, that's the thing about it. Like, yeah, you see the numbers now. It was a risk. 19 Keys is not the is not the most, you know, um socially accepted person. Like but that's a mistake on the network part. His, his numbers, even prior to being on, were gigantic. Like he was a star. Like, and that's why I keep saying when we having a Netflix debate, and a lot of these companies are making huge mistakes on talent. And even now, the meetings I'm in, mean, they're like, well, we don't know how to categorize you and what you do. I'm like, there's a hundred years worth of financial media to compare me to. That's not true. So whoever missed out on keys, mistake. Whoever missed out on trap, boy, big mistake. Yep. To it's, those who used to be my business partners and stopped being that, boy, big mistake. <laughs> Congratulations. You played yourself. It, it's just one of these things, man, let alone us that we actually taught in the classroom. Right? People that criticize actually have done nothing in life. And and what I realize is that the people that do the, do the least talk the most. So I say that to say, um, shame on you shame. if you were if you were disappointed. Shame. Like, think about like how why would you be disappointed? Like, yeah, we've been vibing, we've been had performances it, with Rick Ross. Here, like, here's what it is: we, they we think do it when all. the elevation occurs, that you are going to forget or leave people behind that you started with, and that's why I tell everybody, even with the cursing, like I'm very strategic, very intelligent. When I have on a leather jacket and went off on. That's to make sure I'm not looked at. And I said it before, when I was doing just the, the jacket and the glasses and it was really buttoned up and tight, the numbers is way lower. So I'm like, let me give you some candy, a little bit of entertainment and put the medicine on the inside. But I think the fear is, and it happens a lot in our community, as we elevate, we forget who we started with. But also you have to let people grow and go achieve what their real dreams are as well. But, but even that, that's who we really are, though. We was doing stuff like that before. That's why I said people don't really know who we are. Like, for them to say, like, y'all changed or y'all going, make... no, we've actually been on that type of time. Like, I, I, my son's name is Nasir. Like, rap music, 
I was into rap way before I was into business and finance. Like I literally grew up on music, like music and sports. So that's what we always did our whole entire life. So people were like, oh, y'all going mainstream. No, you just don't know what we, who we are. And <laughs> and we can do multiple things. It's like, oh, y'all going to talk to um, Ari or y'all going to talk to Mark Cuban. Both. We're going to do both. Why not? Mm -hmm. If you if yeah. you're not interested, then don't watch. But you're not Y'all lucky I got the bad baby yet. Yeah, we we gonna talk to everybody. <laughs> y'all not y'all not gonna dictate, you're not gonna dictate our platform because you didn't build our platform. So you're not gonna dictate our platform, you're not gonna dictate who we have conversations with. And that's the problem with a lot of y'all are elitist and y'all not even elite. Y'all have y'all, y'all so y'all condemn people so much. Y'all got so strict on what's right, what's wrong. And that's been a problem for a long time in our community, especially when it comes to finances, that you had an elite group of, of, of business black people that look down on 99% on of the population, look down on, on everybody that's on Shade Room. It looks down on people yeah. that listen to rap. Y'all so holy. Y'all so holy. And that's not even who you are as a person. But you can't wait. You can't wait to throw rocks at somebody. You can't wait to condemn somebody. Instead of actually looking at anything positive, you can't wait to look at something negative. That's a, something that is toxic behavior. It's extremely hurtful and it's not helpful. Instead of saying like, oh, why y'all talking to this person? Why y'all with this person? Why not? Like, why, mm -hmm. why will we not be mm -hmm. with that person? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing about it. And it's like, what I realized is that you're so quick to throw rocks. But if you look at it from whatever religion you subscribe to, what, what did uh, JLX say? You can find Christ with the lepers and the lames at. Like, you're supposed to be helping the people that society, quote unquote, has thrown away or society yeah. looks down on. You, you can't always preach to the converted. You already converted. You're supposed to be helping the unconverted learn. That's the whole yeah. point of it. Yeah. And I'll say this, too, as you guys are building brands. And the one thing that I didn't know, and I've talked to a few people about this, and uh, shout out to Kyrie. When I was at his house with Dom and P and I was like, how did you deal with the entire media backlash of you being the face of anti-vaccine? He was like, it should hurt my soul and it still hurts me now. So for those of you who are watching, please take in consideration, like when you're saying certain things, it is having an impact on people. And I hate that with social media, the negative comments gets pushed to the top. Even like when I would do a certain post, and it's kind of like salacious or a little bit like of a hot topic. And I'll literally put in the comments, shout out to Shaka Bars. He was just on with 19 Keys. Yes, He'll sir. do it. He'd be like, hey, I'm literally posting this so you can go see my other posts because those are getting throttled. The racy stuff is getting pushed. But please, as we are building this ecosystem, um, also be good viewers and good supporters that's what and and, and like shadi said man this is what we really do so like if it bothers you that we're having fun we're not going to apologize for that right like i always tell people like don't listen to anybody that says they know me like drake bar like if anybody that says they know me that means it's a new me and if you think i changed in the slightest could have fooled me like we really lived that bro yeah like we having fun but it's infotainment right most people thought we shot a music video i'm like even if we did shoot a music video, which was not true, like we sat down with a dude who's done amazing things in his field of business and his career. Like, why wouldn't we sit down with him? Like, it, you, you got to laugh. You got, you got to laugh sometimes. I mean, did you see that two step in? You saw my two step? Fire. It looked rehearsed, but it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? We just having fun. Natural. I guarantee Always you. Always timeless. You're going to see it. You're going to see it in, in the NFL. 
Every time somebody scores, somebody's going to be doing that. That's a guarantee. That's just the level of impact. And it's hot right now. I just seen 50 Cent doing it. You know what I'm saying? So shame on y'all. Shame man. on y'all. Honestly, I love you all. Shame though. on all the men that took time. That was coming for y'all like that for real? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't all, all everybody, but it was enough. And um, it's 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 actually yeah. it's actually embarrassing. So shame on y'all. Y'all should be y'all should be ashamed and embarrassed of yourself. Yeah, y'all gonna be mad when I go back to girl collection, do our trade not the dark there. <laughs> <laughs> why why don't you go to the ship club and sit out in that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Support my right. businesses. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Um, all right. So let's get into this. Um back to humility. Back, yes. Um where <laughs> I like Shug Shoddy though. When did you become me and I became you? Where normally after the show, I'd be like, Ian, I mean. Well, that's another Great presentation, thing. Like, but can you dial it up? Like this is this is actually who I've always been. I had to work on being a diplomatic person, but I was always, I was always a renegade my whole entire life. I got kicked out of every basketball team I was always a part of. So I rather, I rather the confrontation. I had to learn that that's not the best way to go about it. <laughs> is being diplomatic overrated though? It's not. It's extremely beneficial. It's extremely beneficial, but but sometimes get diplomacy, you the today, huh? sometimes diplomacy goes out the window, and you gotta, you know, I, enough I, is enough. I want the record to say that he didn't get kicked off the basketball team we was on together. He had a great, there was great leadership there. Um, so you got into it with the coach? No, no, uh, of course, but there was great leadership there. There was, you know, there were seniors there that were leaders, such as myself, to help a young man who was combative with the the, the coach and some of his teammates. And then when I left, I graduated. Things changed. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Freshman year, I punched the, the varsity coach's son in first practice. I said, damn, I didn't know the politics that came with this. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out everybody in Bishop Noel. Never, um, never, never good nah, to hit a coach. Probably not a good idea. Nah. That's, that's going to get and I, I didn't know. And then it was like, bro, <laughs> you won't play at all. <laughs> Sorry. Done. New Black, school. Blackball. New school. Officially. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into this. Let, let's 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 um let's let's start off a little different. We'll make the announcement since I went on my rant. Um, let's say the allies yeah, and, man, let's let's shout, we, well, and then we'll talk for a little bit because we have a big announcement to make. I thought you want to do the announcement because it might be tied in. You want to do the with allies. Right, let's do the announcement. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So all right. So New York City, as we said, um, you know, we have a high position in, in New York right now, and uh, it's all about just you know doing things that nobody expects us to do. Like, like doing music videos with AB. Um, so, so oh, like he going to put the video out. No, no, no. It wasn't actually a music video, but he should, he has the footage. He, he had a professional, he had a professional camera guy with him. So AB, we give you clearance if you're interested in putting that out. Fact. Um, but you know, it's little stuff like that, that, you know, goes a long way and changing up the narrative. So, you know, if you've been following, especially my personal Instagram page for a while, um, you know, you've been following my drip journey and I, I take fashion serious. I always took fashion serious my whole life. And, um, you know, it's more than just making t-shirts and merch. It's, um, it's actually, you know, a way to express yourself. And, you know, it's like, what can we do that has never been done before to my knowledge? And, um, that can just completely, you know, disrupt the whole culture coming off of invest fest. What's the next event that we can do? And, um, yeah, next week. Next week, September 9th, mm. earn your leisure. Shout out to mm. our partners at United Masters. Shout out to Ally, sponsor. Fashion Week. We are doing a show in Fashion Week, September 9th, Brooklyn. Um, super exclusive. 300 people. Um, super surprises. Super 
Drippy. Oh, a night to remember. <laughs> one of these <laughs> things where it's going to be talked about for months to come. Legendary status. Mm -hmm. The press will be in the building. Entertainers. The highest, the biggest names in fashion history. I'm not just mm -hmm. saying this. People say that all the time. I'm, I'm the biggest names in fashion history will be in the building. It will be a night to remember. Drip, we, we, we're not going to go over what we're going to actually do because we want to keep everything a secret. Exclusive, yeah. It is free. How, how can people attend? It is free. You can click the, the link in our bio and uh, New York Fashion Week link, link, and it's free to sign up. I'm gonna be honest with you though. Get. <laughs> It's, right now, how selective is it? Tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. DJ Khaled, when Khaled said, "Like yo, like deep, tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> New York City is super free, but it's super. It's only three hundred people. I'm, I'm letting y'all know now, three hundred people, um, and just get super fly. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be one of them. It's gonna be one of them ones. September 9th, September 9th. All the information, link in the bio. Register. You must RSVP if you're planning on attending. Mm -hmm. um, the link is New York Fashion Week link on our on our website. And um, you know, I'm I'm gonna have I'm gonna throw that. That's why I like the song. Throw that and then keep it on. That's the theme song. Keeping it on yeah. is, is the most most people think they could just throw it on, but keeping it on, that means you're able to sustain the flyness. Sustainability is very, very important. Ian Dunlap, Ian Dunlap will be in the building. Absolutely. Uh oh, Amari uh, Hardwick power. <laughs> I may do a wardrobe change. It's New York City, man. Fashion week. How, man. how many hours is it? It's like three or four, four, I think, from seven. I'm going to do, like do a wardrobe seven, change yeah. every hour. Seven to like 11. Then, of course, we're going to have an after party. Um, For me, because, you know, for me, I always, it's about creating your own experiences. I always, I went to Fashion Week years ago. I always used to go to, you know, you got to try to fight and to get into these fashion shows and exclusive. Da, da, da. I'm like, all right, well, what, why don't we just create our own vibe? And then we don't even have to worry about trying to, you know, be guests at anybody's fashion mm -hmm. show. We can just create our own vibe for mm -hmm. people that we really rock with and curate an experience during New York Fashion Week. New York Fashion Week is a big deal if, if you're not familiar with it. It's extremely yes. important. It's probably the most important fashion week of the year for the world. Michael Barnett, if you're free. Yes. Sorry, you were Steve. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, you're government. too. Got to collab. What are we doing? So that's what it's about, man. He's not free. That's what it's about. EYL just, just doing things that that you know nobody's expecting us to do and but doing things that. Can you does. talk about that for people who just think we just shoot shows? In the course of a day, you guys just coming back from LA. How many yeah. hours a day are you talking about business, and how many ideas are you generating per month? All day. All yeah. all day. You never know when you're gonna get inspired, man. All day. The the, the key is to keep going. You can never rest on your laurels and you can always, you always got to push the boundaries. And I always, I look at business like, you know, I watch these movies and I was watching a movie by Alexander the Great. I think it might've been Alexander, um, but it was one of these movies and, you know, he was just, he was on a, on a road with his men for like 12 years and they was just conquering country after country after country after country. And then they got so they got, I forgot where they was, Egypt, one of these countries and they had conquered the country and um, the men like, you know, um, What's next? Like, we tired. We want to go home. Like, what's next? And he was like, we're going to keep going. You want to tell me your, your, your new philosophy? Job done? The, the new play? What's the new play? The, the, that's a great way to think. When you said it, oh, I was like... Yeah, keep going. It's the never deliver strategy. It's like Apple. Yeah. Like, that's something I learned from Chris Guy. Your never deliver strategy. Not that you're actually never delivering on your products, but as soon as you're done with one thing, you got to have another thing. Mm -hmm. 
You got to have another thing because people have short memories and they forget you and you can't celebrate what already happened. You got to go to the next thing, the next thing. So it's like New York fashion week is the next thing. And that's next week. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Like I haven't even seen y'all post repost investments clips. That's how I knew when y'all went to LA, I'm like, Oh, y'all cooking. Yeah. I seen it. Yeah, I mean, most, I'm like, most most people invest fest is their entire year, right? Mm -hmm. So like Coachella, that happens once a year. Like invest fest yeah. is once a year. Well, it happened, but that's not our entire year. So that's what I'm saying. It's about opening an umbrella, right? When people think you can only talk about business, let's go, let's go stun on them real quick. Let's let's yeah. let's get fly with it real quick. Oh, then yeah. you know, we can come back and do another invest fest overseas. Okay, you know, then we're gonna get fly get again for our Basel. Then we got, you know what I'm saying? We got market monies where we can talk investing. So it's like opening an umbrella, doing things that nobody really is doing and nobody expects from guys you know like who they are, thought would just be talking about business and investing it's like all right now nah, there's so much more to us like you said we used to argue and Ian, you caught one of our maybe two of our arguments when we talked about sports yeah. that's just one of our pockets like if we want to do a hip-hop show we could do that like we could there's so many different things we can do and we're going to try to explore as many yep. things as possible why just be one thing when you could be everything especially in the economic climate that we in please write this down create as many possibilities as possible. One good idea, write 10, write down 10 ideas per day that you can do for your business. So sometimes, and I get it because you guys know I'm known to rant, but sometimes when you're building all this infrastructure and then also laying a blueprint for others, it is frustrating when people opposed to collaborating with you choose to like take shots but for my creators and brand builders that are coming up and my business owners, you're going to go through it too. So a lot of times when I'm sharing with you the negatives and like how they're sharing today, these are things that you, I know Market Mondays is normally known for stocks. There's a lot of business lessons that I give mm -hmm. you. Like even for me, if I'm being honest, the long-term investing part is the most boring part of any business that I hate the most. If you know, really know me, the futures trader is what I love the most. It was my foot into the door. And I said, if I can help millions of people as they have done with their content, mm -hmm. but always look to build the next thing and that will build on top of each other. Yeah. And sh sharing ideas collaboratively. Like this is like, obviously y'all know our relationship, me and Shadi, but like he shared an idea and it sparked like 10 ideas in my head. I'm like, oh, damn, bet. Let's create that. Then we had another idea and I'm like, wait, we can, you know what I mean? Just expand on that. And then we shared some of them and people were just blown away by some of the ideas we were just coming up with. And it was like, yo, we got all these things. Let's, let's put them to paper. Let's start executing on them. That's, I mean, just sharing ideas. It's like, yo, you, you'd be surprised about yeah. how many things you can come up with. Fact. Two questions for you. How many people actually bring you guys five or 10 ideas a month to collaborate with you on? Nah. Few and far I asked Joe when I was on his Patreon, I'm like, how many people come to you with 20 podcasts done in a can? Like, yo, I, I want to work with you. I see you got a network. Here go my 20 episodes. Does not happen. Yeah. So I'm it's telling everyone in the audience listening, I know some of you are proud of us, but you may be the linchpin that helps us grow and get to Mars or get to Elon. Pitch more. Even at InvestFest, I'm, I'm surprised at the number of people who do not come up to us with proposals. That's why when someone like the lady who did the other week on the show, yeah, I'm so happy when they do. I'm like, let me find a way to help. So go execute more, go offer more, over deliver. But the idea bank of creating ideas every day is going to be one of the biggest things. And also, if you look at Apple, Microsoft, uh, NVIDIA, Google, their entire corporation has a certain amount of ideas that each employee is turning in per year. There's tens of thousands of ideas that will help them.
the, the good old idea bank. Love it. So Love it. We, we got we got a great choice for you if you're looking to bank or invest. Oh, Allies leading digital financial uh, service company with passionate customer service and is relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities. Allies giving away our Market Mondays viewers and listeners a special offer on ally.com slash EYL. All right, so that you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. Again, that's ally.com slash EYL for everything we need. We're all better off with an ally. Securities, products, and services are offered through Ally Invest Securities, LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC. Shout out to Ally. Again, shout out to them. They're they're one of the sponsors for uh, New York Fashion Week. So shout out to them. I love them. Are there any business debate shows? Like if First Take and Undisputed had, are there any collaborative debate shows? Earners, what's going on? Look, everyone likes shopping online, but searching for coupon codes is kind of a bummer. So make saving online a breeze with Capital One Shopping. Capital One Shopping is a free tool that instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Just download Capital One Shopping to your computer and let it do the work for you. So easy. And you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. Capital One Shopping, it's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. Business? I'm not sure. Well, let's talk after. <laughs> Makes yeah. sense. All right, folks, real real quick, our our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and which you rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Uh, This is a message brought to you by the good brothers that earn your leisure and the good brother, Ian Dunlop, the master investor himself. Yes. Continue to do your research. And if it's good research, share it. Shout out to y'all. Any announcement, Ian? Yeah, Stock Club Call will be tomorrow at 9.30 p.m. Central. And for everyone um, that joined uh, Stock Club, you will be getting, or if you pay for it, you will be getting the presentation and additional slides, trading ideas. Um, the market is changing dramatically, so I want to do everything I can to get you guys the most accurate information on what you need to do to be able to win in the market. But that will be released uh, Saturday morning. Um, for you guys, I appreciate you so much. And yes, I will be in New York for Fashion Week. So <laughs> get there early. Love y'all. We'll probably do like a little lobby boys meet up or something. So oh, that's got to happen. NYC edition. Yeah. Um, all right. So Fed Chair uh, Jerome Powell announced um, that the fight against inflation will bring some pain. Um, and as a result of that, Friday, the stock market fell a thousand points. Um, so should we be concerned about a global recession? And what, most importantly, uh, what should we invest in? Absolutely. So back in the day when 50 had G-Unit, um, it came a point where he has set young buck, Lloyd Banksdale, Tony Yayo, and then he has to give him the real spiel, like things are tough. Prodigy is the only one shooting his own videos and dropping a mixtape. <laughs> things are tough. So normally when institutions or the Federal Reserve speaks in common language, you know it's really bad. Normally, they're talking to other institutions and banks, but when he said, shout out to Method Man, this is going to bring some pain, it is bad. And I've been telling you since last November, the market was going to fall apart. Here we are. Um, And I was listening to Bloomberg earlier. They're even saying the institutions and banks are finally saying in 2023, we are going to have a global recession. So anytime that the Fed chair states Clearly, we're in trouble. It's going to get, uh, get bad. Um, I would lean less on diversification. I would do, once again, top two. Uh, so like Apple, Microsoft, one index fund. I would do two crypto, probably Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then a dark horse. 
So if you like Algorand or, or XRP or, but the first two you have have to be really solid for the next probably 19 months to 24 months, the economy is going to be really tough. The S&P is going to end up probably in a positive, but the economy is going to be very, very, very rough. Like imagine if you're a kid and you come home and you see your mom and dad crying and you're like, what's wrong? We're like, we lost everything. Mm-hmm. He was like two seconds away from saying that kind of statement. Things are getting really rough. Yeah, but I feel like he kind of did, right? When he said, who are the people that are going to be affected the most? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we said he said it's going to be uh, businesses and people, everyday person, right? Like yeah. that's that pretty much encompasses everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just giving context to it, it was like, well, why is he saying it's going to be bad? Well, inflation hasn't slowed down. And I think I remember this post. It was like inflation's rate uh, in March was 8.9. Inflation's rate in July was 8.8. And they were like, Everybody went crazy, like, oh, my gosh, yeah. inflation's slowing down. But from everything that they're looking at, right, and obviously, the, you know, month hasn't ended, but everything they're looking at, they're saying, like, this thing isn't slowing down. So we have to raise hikes again. And so now the theory is like, well, what, what is it going to be? Is it going to be three quarters or is it going to be a whole point? And how long are we going to keep doing this? And kind of, and he only spoke for eight minutes, which is very unusual, right? Like, it was like, my message is going to be concise. What I'm going to say is going to be very concise yeah. and it's going to be very poignant. I'm saying it directly to you. And so when you think about that, it's like, how long will we be in this? And he was like, look, it's going to be some time. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear that, you, then you start to see a little fear because obviously things are going to be cut back. We see the housing market is slowing down. But what he said, which is very important, is that he thinks economists, not him, but economists expect that there's going to be a huge surge in uh, hiring. That's going to slow down. Yeah. That's, so if people I mean, stop. If the inflation rises and people aren't getting jobs, now yeah. you're talking about a recipe that is going to be it's going to be really tough. And so a lot of people ask, like you said at the, the at the end of it, was like, where should you invest? And we've said this before, and we even on the Breakfast Club when we said this was like, people are always going to need certain things. Like so, consumer rather than having individual stocks like an ETF, like a consumer staples or consumer discretionary communication services, like we're always going to need those things. So those might be places as far as sectors. If you want to do the top three, look inside them. Or if you want to do yeah. the whole sector itself, you can do that as an ETF. So those those are like the top three I, I would I would think would be good places if uh, you're going to invest. And yeah. the truth is, go ahead, Rashad. No, go ahead, go ahead. If we've had quantitative easing in a low interest rate environment for 15 years, 14 years, why are we shocked that finally for one year, interest rates are staying the same? And the truth is interest rates or excuse me, inflation, will probably not go away for a long time, maybe for a three or four year cycle. So when they're saying we're trying to contain, like when you have NFTs going up 70% a year and now hedge funds are only returning 19%, you don't think at some point, even with the used car market, I mean, some cars are selling at 70% above what they're really worth. We have to get this under control. So... It's tough, but uh, tune in every week for more advice on what to do in the market and how to make money. And if I made you money, please put yes in chat. Two tech, two index, no stress. This is real simple. So I'm just um, here to remind you. Yeah, I put a post up uh, from Josh Brown. Shout out to Josh uh, last week. We had talked about it on Market Mondays before, but I want to revisit the conversation because the post kind of went viral online. But he was talking to Joe. Um, I want to make sure I'm saying his last name. Terranova. 
Yeah, Joe Terranova. And so he was talking about um, presidential cycles and how the stock market historically has reacted during presidential cycles. So long story short, I'm going to just try to sum this up as quickly as possible. The second year, the first half of the second year historically has always been the worst for presidents, which has happened this year. It's been a bad year. But he said the best run for presidents is uh like the second half of the second year going to third year so long story short it'll be like uh from october of this year until like i think april of next year is historically the best time in the market which that would be positive for investors um if that held true from historical data so what's your thoughts on that I'm interested to see, I, um, the episode was really good. And Joe Terranova, he's one of the few people, well, not few, but one of the people on CNBC, when he talks, I listen, he actually can invest, uh, invest in trade well. Um, I'm interested to see if that data, how much of that data was when quantitative easing it was, was at full force and how much money was pouring in. But this is why I always tell everyone, you want to hold your money for the long period. Like short-term moves don't matter. And I am a trader first, for those of you who don't know, welcome to the show. Um, but what matters most is what happens in the long term. If you just buy quality, hold it, you'll move through all of these cycles and not have to worry about a bunch of this noise. So, but I'll, I'll do the research on it, uh, report back next week, like what percentage of those gains were during uh, stages of quantitative easing. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and I was telling Shai this, I was watching that clip. I'm like, you know, if you read the first page of the Stock Traders Almanac, it literally says that, right? So like the first thing yes. it says, like if you look at the first week of trading, if it's usually negative, that usually is a sign that there's going to be a negative year. That's happened over the past 20 years. But the part of it that is important to is that it's a midterm season, right? And so like the second half, the second year of the presidency is a midterm election uh, for congressional seats. And so that's where we're at now. And so it's no coincidence. We said this early in the year. I'm like, well, everybody's like, when's this student loan thing? I'm like, it's going to probably happen in August you know, like a month right before, you know, the midterm elections are about to happen. So we can kind of sway like, hey, we did something. We did this. And so now, you know, when you have midterm elections, seats are up for grabs. And if things sway in one direction, you, you could have a Republican dominant uh, Congress or, or you could have a Democratic uh, yeah. dominant Congress. So those things play a part in it. Um, and so you got to take those things into account when you're looking at, all right, well, it's more than just the president. It's like the people who are making laws and, and swaying laws. They have a political uh, playing this as well. Do you think the student loan uh, re small relief that they gave is going to backfire on Biden? Well, let me say this. I'm glad you said that because this is something that's extremely important. The student loan conversation is extremely important, extremely time sensitive. And being that it was such a time sensitive situation, we did an emergency situation on Wednesday. We're actually going to have a YouTube live about student loans with uh, Sonia Lewis, the student loan doctor, because I put that post up and it got like 500,000 views. And I think there's a deadline that you have to sign up for. She was telling me. So I knew that that was a very hot topic. So I reached out to her. So Wednesday at eight o'clock, we're going to be going over student loans. That's a EYL university special edition on YouTube, but that's extremely important. Um, $1.3 trillion in student loan debt in America. So you need to tap into that if you're interested in student loans. Now, will it backfire on him? No, I don't think so. I think that politically is a smart move to do because ultimately um, who's really going to be mad about this, right? Only people that's really mad about this is people that are listening. And I'm not a Democrat or Republican, but it's people that's listening to Republican agenda that's telling them, um, 
that this is something that, you know, people should have had more responsibility and it's going to hurt you and different things of that nature and stuff like that. And that that's, that's an agenda play. Um, and we can have a deeper conversation about that, but that's an agenda play. That's not something that, you know, that's being forced upon the average person that's making $50,000 a year. is not going to feel the effects of having to pay for somebody else's student loan. Like you're not paying for somebody else's student loans. Yeah. Um, you're just not. Wasn't that much relief though. 10 yeah. grand. I, I think uh, well, it, it, it depends because, um, they said that it will affect, I think 9 million people will have, that will completely wipe out their student loans completely. So, I mean, that's a lot of people. And, uh, I think that it's beneficial and something is better than nothing. So the student loan situation, even the fact that we even have student loans is disturbing because we're the only quote unquote developed civilized, whatever you want to call it, country that even works like that. Most countries, the college is free or college is very low. So this, this whole idea of business being an education is an American thing. Mm -hmm. And it is, is going up crazy. When you talk about inflation, inflation is 7%. The college inflation has been like 14% for the last 20 years. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about it's costing $60,000 to go to Northeastern to get a liberal arts degree. I think and, I think that's 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 the key right there. What you're saying right now is the key. That's the real issue. Right, right. It's, not, so it's like, not necessarily it's, that. Yo, yeah. Oh, these people are irresponsible for taking out loans. Right. You're putting people yeah. in a situation where you've been brainwashing these people their whole life that right. if you don't get a college degree, you're not going to make it. So now you you forcing these people who's uneducated to get education. It was the first NFT. You putting them you putting them in a place where that they're not educated on, on how to even go about getting the education. Their parents might not have went to college. They don't know the best route to go. They're trying to do what they think is going to be best for them in their future. But why are you charging them sixty thousand dollars a year to get a degree when nine times out of ten that degree is not going to help you? Yeah. So I think like that. If, if we want to use the word backfire, I think that's where that like that's the piece that kind of is like unanswered, right? So if, you know, obviously people are not getting $10,000 checks, or I know it can go up to 20,000 if you got a Pell Grant, but they're not getting those checks, right? It's gonna be put toward the interest of what you were paying. But the part about not having student loan is that people, they have to get student loan because of tuition. Like nobody's saying, hey, tuition's too high. We need to figure out how to solve the, the rise in tuition, right? So like, if we can figure that out or you can make federal mandates to saying like, Hey, it has to rise at the same rate as inflation, like then that changes things. Or the backfire part is like, what if colleges now say like, all right, well, if they're forgiving this, they're going to take this from maybe our budgets. Now we raise it even more so. So that could be the backfire long-term, but like the issue isn't the student loan. The issue is the tuition is too damn high. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And like, not being able to charge it off in bankruptcy. Exactly. And we can't write this off. This, ain't, this isn't something that we can file for chapter seven. It, it can't, it's part of these, it's one of those things. Like you're going to pay those and you're going to pay taxes. Like, you know, that's going to happen. Like I'm a product of having to pay student loans. And yeah. even, even being a public servant for 10 years, it, it was still a process. Like, I don't even know where my status is now. Like, but I know when I applied for it after 10 years of teaching, I got denied. And now I know that, that, you know, they've put new things in place to kind of eradicate it, to help more people who are public service um, employees. But I, I mean, it takes like six months to even get an answer. So, well, I mean, I think the student loan is the issue because it goes hand in hand with the tuition. So they're all issues because student loans, an issue, higher education is an issue. Job placement is an issue. Um, all of these things are issues, and 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 this is one of the reasons why online education has become so popular. 
EYL University is a higher education for a penny of, of the cost. So when you have to look at the landscape of how to, how America is moving, it's not working and it's only getting worse. Mm -hmm. And statistically it's proven that. So yep. this is, this is something, like I said, it's easy to just say, don't do that because I, I don't want to have to pay for somebody else's mistakes. It's easy to say that, or it's easy just to say, just pay for everything. Like it's easy to say that, but you gotta, you, you gotta dig deeper in life and you gotta really look at what's really the issue and how do we really solve the problem? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if there's no, if if tuition is free, then you don't have to know, right? Not to say that well, that's going to happen well, exactly. here. But that destroys the business of those who are in exactly. selling and, and servicing loans. And for those of you who are, if you're looking for a Michael Burry-like trade, if you can find a way, and it's going to take seven to 11 years, but if you can find a way to short that student loan bubble, it will make the housing market look like child's play. Yeah, I mean, think about how many program, federal programs uh, that public schools benefit from. Like, what if they didn't have those programs anymore? If, you know what I'm saying? If you really put an initiative in place. I know that the, the first thing was like, obviously, the 10,000 and forgiveness, and that's cool. Like, what if there was like real federal change and they were like, all right, we're not going to fund this anymore if you keep raising tuitions or something like that. Like, that that could affect real change. We'll see. He's still got two more years. But it's a good opportunity for a college or university um, to have a very streamlined and concentrated program where you don't have degrees that don't have value and don't give a ROI. I think in the next five years, these institutions are going to have to start having a balance sheet or a chart like how you would in the market to tell you if you graduate from here, this is the return in five and 10 years if you go here. Because right now, most people are not getting a lot of value from it. That's why even people are like, well, Red Panda is a lot of 10 grand. I'm like, you getting information to make you money for 10 grand and I don't get any money on the back end. And it's a fraction of the cost of what a college would cost you and not get the same return. Mm -mm. A student loan crisis is going to be the biggest thing that, and that may be the final death blow that in China invading will be the final death blow to the United States of America as a country. And I know some of you going to be like, you was tripping. You had the little coffee. I told you all about China. And then y'all said I was wrong. And then everyone else, came behind and Ray Dalio um, Bridgewater, speaking of which the change in world order homework, I want you guys to read uh, pages 101 to 201 by next Monday. That book is probably the most important book in the last 50 years when it comes to our economy and what we're facing. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about one individual stock. Uh, Cause we haven't done this in a while and I'll pick a stock AMD. AMD is something that we've talked about before previously. Advanced micro devices, chip company. Um, had a good historical run. Struggled in the last six months and year to date, like almost almost every stock. Mm -hmm. um, are you still investing in AMD? I am. I'm a long-term investor. So what, yeah. what's your... All right. What's your, what can you tell the people about AMD? Tell the people about AMD as a company because they might not even be familiar with it. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I was thinking about this in the car um, when I was riding the other day. I'm going to break down, like, and this might be something that we do at MSG, but I'm going to break down a company like an Apple and show you how many companies are profiting off of being involved with a product like the iPhone. AMD is one of those, one of those companies, semiconductor. And, and again, if you're looking for semiconductors, and you want to be in that space, obviously we told people what they are, right? Anything, pretty much everything that we have that's an electronic, a semiconductor is probably inside of it. 
uh, and AMD is one of the, the top. So Nvidia is one of the, the others. Um, and so if I want to be in the space, I'm going to invest in the top two in the space. Like I said, AMD was one of those things that had option calls on it. But as I was doing the research on it and realized how many companies are relying on their chips, I said, look, this needs to be a long-term investment. And so I went obviously from having 500 shares to a thousand shares on it. Has it pulled back? Obviously, I know it got up to 134. When I seen it get down to 92, I said, all right, well, let me go grab some more. That's when I got to um, a little bit over a thousand. Um, but it's long-term for me. And it's, it's crazy. When you start investing in things, you start seeing it everywhere. I remember being at Yankee games and I was, I never even knew what AMD was. I just knew I saw the, the ad for it. Right. And then I started doing research on, like I said, semis and cameras and fridge. I'm looking at all these things. I'm like, they're involved in all of them. All right. Mm-hmm. I need to be in here. Taiwan semiconductor is another one. Um, again, 50, like, and I'll, I'll always run the numbers down. 50% of all semiconductors in the world are produced through them, but it's about how they're being produced, where they're going to, and what companies are relying on their products to be profitable companies. And AMD is one of those, those semiconductors. So I'm long-term on it. Absolutely. And then when you guys are doing your research, you need to go look at the companies that are buying from them. And are those companies with high business margins or low? Because that is going to affect the growth of AMD. I have two low to boat prices for you. Um, if it ever gets down to $39.06, that is the ideal price where I want to buy to hold for a 10-year period. Second one is 50 to $5.16. Love AMD, one of my favorites that will not change. Uh, $39.06 and $55.16 are the two prices I would load the boat up on AMD for the long term. Qualcomm is another one of those semiconductors too. If you look at the products, especially if you look at like the iPhone, for sure, look at how reliant or how much uh, Qualcomm's business is needed to make some of these products come to life. Mm-hmm. That's just a bonus. Yeah. All right. That was educational. Um, okay. Former head of security of, for Twitter reveals executives have misled regulators and even the company's own board about its shortcomings. How will this help Elon's case and will it lead to the collapse of Twitter? So remember a few weeks ago when I said uh, Twitter is not that valuable and as usual, you know, I got attacked by some of the same people who talk, attacking you about shooting a video with AB. Um, this does not fare well. Like when I did my own independent research with with the team, I think 25% to 31% of Twitter's usage is bots or non-human activity. So the head of security got fired and they haven't been disclosing certain things publicly or to the board. Um, security is not as tight as it should be for a publicly traded company or a fortune 500 company. I think we are, I think this era because of quantitative easing going away because of the recession. Um, and technically when history is written, maybe in 10 or 15 years, the recession technically started in 2020. We had a dead cap bounce in 21 and now we're going to slide down. We're going to see the death of a few social media companies. Cause if you look at it at scale, other than distribution, what service do most social media companies provide a value? For them to have all those billions of users and still have not figured out their advertising platform at scale, like if you talk to any advertiser, they never mention advertising on Twitter first. Never. That is a huge mistake. Um, I think this is one of those situations where, uh, as my parents used to tell me, whatever's done in the dark will come to light. We're starting to see that Twitter isn't as upstanding as we thought it is and should be. Um, Twitter's on I'm not saying it's dead, but they... They got diagnosed 
<laughs> Prognosis is not good. Um, and I'm sure even with the Elon situation, he'll probably have to pay a fine of maybe one to $4 billion. But if the entire value of Twitter was him potentially acquiring it, and since then it has not went up, no good. It's at $40.46. We have to remember in 2013, the high was $74.50. The company stayed underneath $46 for five years. It's the only major tech company right now with no splits that's under a hundred bucks. Basura. <laughs> yeah. No good. Yeah, I, I just want to give some context to, to the actual situation. So they, they said that they breached a, a settlement. The, the headline was extreme and egregious deficiencies. So in my, in my opinion, I think it helps Elon's case. And here, here's why. Um, so the first settlement uh, was that they, you know, they said that they falsely claimed that they had a solid security plan. Uh, the whistleblower said that, you know, they're running out of date and vulnerable software and that executives withheld dire facts about the number of breaches and lack of protection for use of data. So that's the first thing, right? You false. This is what the Federal Trade Commission. So this is like yes. the alphabet boys here. And so that's the first chink, right? And then I don't, I don't know if people really remember this, but in May, Twitter had to settle a $150 million fine to sell allegations that they deceptively used email addresses and phone numbers they had collected to target advertising. <laughs> right? So the 150, like, this is the one of the largest settlements in the history of a tech company. And so now when Elon's saying like, hey, your numbers aren't right, your numbers aren't right, your numbers aren't right, I need to see the numbers, it helps his case. I feel like it helps his case, right? You've seen two proven times where they've falsified documentation. And if he's saying, in order to purchase this, I need to see the accurate documentation, and they've shown that they haven't done it in the past and actually settled a $150 million lawsuit. Yep. I think it helps in his, you know, from his case, like, look, I said what I said, because these are, these are the reasons I'm, if you're looking at this news, right. The sec investigated the federal trade commission, trade, mm -hmm. federal trade commission investigated. They came back with their findings. This probably was part of his cases to why he wanted to see some of those numbers. To a toxic user base on social media. Um, fake news being reported bots those are all going to lead to the downfall of social at scale and so for some of you who like hey tiktok has bots yes but when you engage in war you need media or propaganda to build a case against your enemy so if tiktok ultimately fails and if china wins and they keep acquiring property in africa and in south america and in mexico and at scale here in the united states what difference does it make? Their end goal is dramatically different. But Twitter has underperformed for the last five or six years. Um, I think when we, and I, even um, Jack said it the other day, he was like, the number one thing, if I can do it over again, I would have turned this app into a full-fledged company. Because once people come in and take over the company and they play the board meeting games, if you watch Succession or Billions, you already know what happened, how they tried to like push him out. And we see with artists all the time. Artists will come in, Great ideas. Well, we see Kanye going through it now with Gap and with Yeezy. Like Kanye made a significant impact in the sneaker market at Nike, then went to Adidas, got the deal. Now all of a sudden, Adidas is remixing every Yeezy, but they're not under the Yeezy brand. Gross mismanagement. Twitter uh, days are numbered. I think Elon will have to pay a small fine, but it's much uh, better than acquiring that company for sure.
Uh, streaming wars. Um, so Nelson this month disclosed that the U.S. streaming Nielsen, Nielsen, Nielsen in uh, July passed cable viewership for the first time um, with cable viewership, I believe, 34.8 percent of total viewing hours versus no, 34.4 percent for cable, 34.8 percent for streaming Apple, Amazon and Google. Yeah, the thing is now, um, we already know everyone's been cutting the cord for a long time, but one of the linchpins is going to be that NFL Sunday ticket. And ultimately, the first person who in the streaming space that airs the Super Bowl, mm. it's going to be lights out. Now it's heating up between Apple, Google, Amazon. Ultimately, I think Apple will probably get it. But the NFL, because of the fan base, is so huge. If they secure that, that will be the final linchpin to secure them. So during every recession and depression, there are a bunch of companies that fall off or get acquired. And this is why you have to be aggressive. So when I'm asking them about the idea bank and how much time they're spending on the business, when you're in the middle of an economic crisis, now is not the time to relax. I'm seeing a lot of y'all go out too much still. Not enough business devotion, not enough time, not enough content, not enough investing. Those businesses are going to fall by the wayside. And if you're seeing Apple put their foot on the gas to try and acquire rights to the NFL. What should you be trying to acquire or collaborate with or partner with a joint venture with to make sure your brand is sustained over the next five to six years. But if Apple gets that NFL market, you thought I was talking crazy about Netflix going under before. Oh baby, it is over with. Also, when you guys say that Netflix isn't going under, name me 15 Netflix shows that you watched this year that you liked. Let's do a little poll. Because when I'm scrolling through, I don't see much. I went on HBO Max last night. There's like nine things I want to watch. I think the new House of Dragons show is probably going to be more popular than Stranger Things and anything else that is slated. Netflix, probably. we have a meeting, I would be sure to ch- turn the tide and ease up off some of these statements, right? It but just got it just tough. got renewed for season two after season after one, one episode. <laughs> one episode. I think it was halfway through the episode. It was like, oh, season two. 10 million is the most watched show on uh, in the platform's history. 10 million people watched it. Mm. But they don't want you to dance with AB. And I I don't know. I love Matt Money, but I don't know if he'll get renewed off the next season off one episode. <laughs> you have to learn to evolve. Um, I want to do something different. I want to ask you guys a couple questions um, about business growth and media. Um, Jay put out verse of the decade to me. Uh, on Callis' album. Like, what are the two, and I don't think Jay-Z gets enough credit for being one of the first people to teach business at scale um, ever since that first album. What are the two lessons that you grabbed from his verse on God's Did, on God's Did, on Callis' album? Um, shout out to Khaled. Shout out to Hov. Um, I feel like, you know, Jay, Jay is Jay, so he always going to have a bunch of bars in there, but I feel like the overarching thing where everybody keeps talking about is when he says, you know, um, Three billionaires came from my my lineage, which is Rihanna, uh, Kanye himself. But then he said, you know, throwing LeBron. Technically, he's a rock boy, yeah. you know. So, but I think for me, what I got from that is like your success is going to be measured by others, not really around you. The success mm-hmm. of others around you, not just you. And that's something that has been our model from day one. And that's something that we really, you know, been priding ourselves on is variety of different things that we do. It includes other people. Mm-hmm. 
it's not hardly anything that we do. It's just me and Troy by ourselves. Like yeah. even different platforms that we have, like we've provided that platform for other people to get on the breakfast club, whether it's 85 South, what, whatever it is, these are relationships that we've had. Yeah. We could have just used the relationship for ourselves, but we provided that opportunity for other people because we understand that their success is tied to our success and we can only go so far by ourselves. But mm -hmm when you trying to really, you know, make a mark in history and really build a global empire, you don't look at it like, all right, I got to get 100% of the chips myself. Like everybody has to be successful in order for you to be actually successful. It doesn't even matter if Kanye has more money than Jay on paper. They're both billionaires. Jay, Kanye comes from Jay. So no matter what, yeah. he could never erase the history. Jay-Z was there at the beginning stages. So just like Dame was, shout out to Dame. So yeah, I feel Dame. like, for me, that was something that was big because for him to say that, it's like, you know, he could have just said how much money he has, but to highlight Rihanna, to highlight Kanye, and to highlight LeBron, that's saying like, you know, now you're talking about real legacy. The mm -hmm. legacy is the people that you help, not just not just help. He ain't even mentioned Beyonce. True. Like he left the billionaire off. <laughs> he doesn't get enough credit. I know people are like, well, Beyonce made him more popular worldwide or internationally. He addressed that. But Jay did help Beyonce from a management standpoint as well. Like, so to have helped so much that you leave a person off. Yeah, I didn't, I, yeah you're right. Yeah, I mean, Tremendous. I guess Beyonce thing is, is a little tricky because they're married. So it's like, he she helped him a lot as well. Absolutely. Than one billion and she was already so. Beyonce when he met her. Like, <laughs> Kanye wasn't Kanye West when, when he was involved. And Rihanna wasn't Rihanna. Uh, so that he's that's from the beginning level. I mean, she was from the beginning too. Cool, because she was still Beyonce from Destiny's Child at the time. She wasn't. She, was she didn't have a solo she album yet. Beyonce, she I was, mean, we're not going to do that. She was Beyonce that's, from Destiny's that's, that's Jay Smart, fellas, listen up. Don't take early. credit for your for your woman's early investment. Early investment. Because that 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 argument could have been bad. So he got he got an early early sure, investment. But I'm just saying, she's still Beyonce. seed round. It wasn't dangerous seeing love yet. That's what I'm saying. That's true. It didn't happen. Shot the hoe. One of the best seed investors ever. He was old. He was, nah, he, he was, was cooking. He what? was definitely his blueprint had already happened. This 20 million, hard yeah, 20 million, 20 million is a, a long way from a billion. I, but he was whole already. Like, of course, you he's know, I'm, I'm always on defend hope. Shout I, I wrote my bars down, Ian. I wrote my two. So gotcha. I wrote, um, I'm at the cap table. What the splits is oh not that cat, God. not that cat table. Boy, we lit us. I mean, the double entendre in it, the triple entendres in his verses. I just think Jay, I mean, obviously, I rate said he's the best, but just that alone, right? Like now. A young man or a young woman listening to that has to really under like what is he talking about? And so we talk mm -hmm. about the cap table. Now you're talking about ownership and like how much percentage do we own? And like not like these fake dudes who's capping about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just being aware of, of the language that's being used now and, and yeah. flipping it into something that can be something that they can now go and research and understand what that is. And I, I guarantee like somebody's gonna take that away from me, like, all right, the cap table, how do I get to one of those? Or how you know what I'm saying? How do I have mm -hmm. the majority percentage inside of one of those joints? So that one stood out for me, obviously the the billionaire line, but then the other part, cause I heard him talk on, I mean, I watch every interview this guy does, but when he was 444, when he talked about the growth, like you could just hear the growth in him. Um, and then when he did the Kevin Hart interview when he was talking about all that inner pain. So the other yeah. line I wrote was um, all this pain from outside inspired all the growth, with, uh, growth within, some new planes got broken in, the highest elevation itself, that, they done fucked around and gave the right in his wealth. I was like, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, he was talking. Like, imagine that. Like, they gave the right dudes wealth. So, it's, you know, people have acquired wealth in the past, but they never shared the knowledge of how they acquired it. 
And so him saying that line, I felt like that encompasses kind of what we're doing, right? Like we've come to a, a certain level of success and now we're giving it back to people who, can, who also can acquire that same level of success with the right yeah. determination, work ethic, and dedication. And so it's the right time because the right people are here. So those, those are probably one of my, two of my favorites right there. I love it. Um, in terms of the show, if you can do it all over again, uh, like what are two things you would do differently? And what's one thing you would have done right away knowing what you know now? What show? Any of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, as far as what to do differently, well, one thing that I would have done right away is um, just start earlier. I always tell this idea. I actually had this idea for years. Um, and what just, year did you first come up with it? Because that's one of my big things. I'm like, damn, father started probably 2010. 20, probably 2015. Yeah. Probably 2015, 2014, maybe even earlier, maybe like 2014. Something like that, like, you know what I mean. So that I always saw the value in social media early. I always thought like this could, not even this because I wasn't thinking about earning leisure. It was more of a personal thing. But at that time, I wanted to be a celebrity financial advisor. That was my goal to grow my financial planning business online. So I thought like I could write books. I could be. I could speak. I could do seminars. I could be like a celebrity financial. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply advisor like you know in my own way swag it out with the fashion pretty much everything that's happening now but that's yeah. what I, I actually thought about that and just set on the idea you know people you know you have self you're self-conscious um you might think like what do people think or people's not going to gravitate towards it and what nobody's if it doesn't gonna, work yeah you know nobody's going to be interested in it da, 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 da. so that's always that's always my biggest thing like i would have just started early and i always tell people whatever you have just start early because at the end of the day the worst that could happen is that it doesn't work but that's just a learning experience like we all going to die one day so it's better to live with something that didn't work as opposed to live with regret because you when you regret things you're always going to be thinking what if what if i did this and what could have happened and yeah, how my life is tough. How, yeah, how my life could have been different. So, if you try it, at least you know, like I, I tried it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's nothing that it's nothing to be ashamed about. Everything doesn't work out, but it's a learning experience. So for me, that I definitely would have just started earlier for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's anything that I would have done different. I feel like it's bigger than me, right? Like this is God's time and this is God's purpose. That's just you know, I'm I'm a living vessel that's carrying that out. Um, so everything Preacher. really. 
everything literally has its purpose. And I was trying to break that down. I remember just being in that classroom and try to teach financial literacy. And we run into some of our students who were part of the program over the past couple of weeks. And they were just like, yeah, I remember it. I remember it very distinctly how passionate y'all was about it. But I had to be in front of that classroom because it forced me to learn about finance and it forced me to actually teach myself and learn from Rashad. And all those things prepared me for the next moment, right? Like I was in the classrooms and I was writing lesson plans, but those lesson plans helped me write lesson plans about finance. And I was memorizing hip hop songs and those songs helped me write lyrics that would help teach kids. Cause I'm like, wait, they listen to hip hop. All right, let me find a lesson inside that, that they can now relate to. So every moment prepared me for the next one, you know, even this moment, right? Like it's not, it's not the easiest thing to speak in front of large crowds. Oh, but, yeah. but when you speak in front of 90 kids every day, that's the toughest audience. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, kids are brutally <laughs> honest. Absolutely, yeah. It, yeah. I'm talking about kids that they don't, they just want to, like, let's let's start. We, we want to play right now. Like, having that type of classroom management is almost like having that stage management where it's like, all right, well, we know what the focus is. We know what we need to do. Let's go get it done. Um, yeah. So everything, man. Like, even when people say, like, how tired y'all are, I, I started thinking, like, man, even as a father, like, them sleepless nights, like when your son doesn't go to sleep, but my daughter went to sleep and I'm up all night. But guess what? You got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, you went to sleep at four, but there's about a thousand kids relying on you at 730. Yeah. So you know that what that that feeling is like. And it's the same thing. It's like, well, did y'all get sleepy? I got enough sleep. I could go. I've been here before. I've felt what this sleep deprivation has felt like before. And I understood what was at, at stake. And I understood we had to perform no matter what. So the real like people look at us like, how are y'all doing this? Like everything has prepared us for these moments. Uh, last week I said podcasting was uh, saturated and a couple of podcasters was, you know, a little perturbed. <laughs> um, recently, the, the list of top 100 podcasts came out. Um, so I want to follow up with how many podcasts do you know make a million dollars a year or more per year? And if most podcasts are not profitable, what is the incentive for you to keep making shows and, and adding people to the network? Mike, wow. clip this up. <laughs> How many podcasts that I know make over a million dollars in revenue a year? Um, I know Market Mondays does. I don't know Earn Your Leisure does. So that's two right there I can speak Shug, for. Shug, Shoddy, what is we doing? <laughs> I can't speak for everybody else. Earn Your Leisure did. I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming a lot of these guys do, but you never know. Um, and, 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 and women too. You need to go get an IV. Peace <laughs> and serenity IV with ginger shots. <laughs> You never know. Um, uh, but but what the motivation behind adding shows to network is, hey, we, we, we try not to add too many shows. It's quality over quantity. And I look at shows, it's not even about the money. I, I look at the impact. Like, you know what I mean? Like 19 Keys, he's going to make money because he's just viral. But I look at, I know how important his show is and I know how important his message is. So the money's going to come, especially if enough people watch it, you're going to make money. But I feel like we're in a position now to give a voice to to people that are important. So to give that's something that we don't take lightly. So like I said, Keys, he actually had a podcast before this. Mm -hmm. A lot mm -hmm. of people weren't was not aware of that. Mm -hmm. But he had a podcast. It it was a little inconsistent. He wasn't really putting out content on a consistent basis. And you know, it's kind of like off and on. So we L let me defend my brother real quick, Keys. I got you. What if he had he needed space as a creative to breathe and let God uh, down? Nah, nah, it's all good. Nah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Keys, you know you my dog. I got you. Honestly, Ian, but like, you know how the internet do. They're like, man, Shorty said Keys. Nah, right? nah, yeah, nah, 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 nah. That's, that's was, my brother. That's, that's our guy. We were just with him. And honestly, it was like he he came to an event that we were doing, 
And uh, we just had a conversation. Me and it was it was the first time like me and him had like a two hour conversation. And I was telling him like the first time we did a show, like you know when he does the recommended, mm-hmm. he's like was the recommended. So I listened to it. I'm like, you, like you That's have fire. too much value to add to not be doing this. And it, it took like maybe two minutes of convincing him because he just has that aura and that confidence in himself. He's like, yeah, let's do I need it. to bring that back. Yeah. And so that's when the, his ideas started going. And I was, I remember I called Shaggy like, yo, Keys is coming back. Now Keys- I, He's coming Keys, back Keys, and, he, and he wants to do it with us. Keys is actually my brother. Like I talk to him almost Keys every dope. day. Like I, when, yeah. I, when I look at, that's like Tupac on death row. Tupac mm. is already Tupac, but being on death row, that just, that just added fuel to the fire. So Keys is going to be a star regardless. Yeah. But EYL, the EYL- yeah push the EYL force behind it, what he has, now that's that's napalm. Now you got napalm bomb. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happened. Like, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Four months and one of the hottest shows in America right now. Ever. In the world. So, yeah. you know, that that's something to me that's important. We're looking to, you know, expand and do things outside the reach. We're looking for female voices because it's important. It's needed. Matt, MG The Mortgage Guy and Keanu Watson, a show about real estate Mm-hmm. It's important. It's an important topic that needs to be drilled down on, not just one time. Earn your leisure. We might not be able to cover real estate every single week. We cover stocks every single week, but Market yeah. Mondays, Market Mondays is important. But real estate is important also. So it's like, that's important. Like, so for me, I think that giving a voice to people about important topics that people aren't necessarily always talking about mm-hmm. is, is more of a, a motivational force than, than the money. Do you and, think and, um go ahead, from a collaboration standpoint, like if we're gonna talk about collaboration over competition, like all these people probably could have started on their own, will have grown the same way. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But if we're gonna preach it, let's let's actually demonstrate it. I think that's the beauty about what we do, right? Like people hear us talking about these things and these kind of theories, but we're actually living it and they're seeing the products of it. So even with Ash Cash, like this is a guy who was on our show. She's episode 26 yeah. of Earn Your Leisure. But well, we have an amazing relationship with him. And I, we watched his show just grow. And so the, Inside the Vault is incredible, right? He's mm-hmm. having shows that go over 100,000. I, I know his Storm episode did over 400, yeah, almost 500,000 views. Shut you see him, what I'm yeah. saying? So it was like, it's not going to work right away the way you think. Because again, and I love the, the pinky analogy. And she was like, yo, it's new. It's a business. Like, yeah, you have 300,000 people that follow you on Instagram. But this is a new audience. This is an audio experience. This is not just a podcast. This is an audio experience. And that base has to grow with you. And so, like, if you... I remember having a conversation, like, yo, if you're doing Instagram Lives every day and you're telling people to listen to your show every Thursday, it's like, well, we listen to you for an hour every morning. Yeah. Right? So, like, what are we going to do? Like, we got to focus in on what the product is. And so, if Inside the Vote's the product, let's do that. Um, and it, it, the results have been great, man. So, shout out to Ash and his show. And and, and, a, and a wealth, too. Shout out, shout out to Dave McCullough, who... Absolutely. We, when we, you know, when we sat down with him and we understood, I mean, we already understood the importance of mental health, but how he delivered it. I mean, his background in tech and his background in, in the mental health space is incredible. Why wouldn't we add that to a community? Yeah. Not just earn your leisure network, but to our community, right? It's a different voice. It's a different topic, but it's a super important topic that no one talks about, mm-hmm. right? Like we hear Charlemagne bring it up, but like, yo, know, Dave does that every week. So, I mean, it's about giving new voices to a community and having more listeners come in to say, all right, well, they have, they offer this, this, yeah. and this. And like you said, like the female voice, that's going to come soon um, because it's important. We need to hear female voices. 
Like, how do you find a way to give the most value while doing the shows while not giving away secrets that your competitors could use against you? Um, I mean, for, for us, it wasn't necessarily still not really necessarily about um not giving away secrets. Cause I feel like like Michael Jordan teaching you how to shoot a jump shot. There's only really one way to shoot a jump shot, right? I mean, there's different variations, but it's not a secret. Mm-hmm. It's not a secret. What I was telling Keys is like, I could tell you the whole entire thing, which we pretty much have done. If you really watched at this point, over 100,000 hours of content, we there's really no secret. We pretty much told you every single thing that we have. Yeah. The thing that I know, and this is what I, once again, going back to basketball that I know like is going to separate us is is the endurance. So like when Nipsey said it's a marathon, like anybody yeah. can work hard for short periods of time. It's not easy to to dedicate your whole entire day, every single day for five years. Yeah. That's like Kobe. Like that's when yeah. you become Kobe level. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I can tell you how to, how to, it's not like it's a secret. Like I said, there's only really one way to swing a golf club. Like Tiger Woods, if you watch Tiger Woods, you're going to see what he's doing. You watch mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, you're going to see what he's doing. It's not like he has a secret thing in his, in his, in his sneakers that's making him do anything different. Are you willing to do the same exact thing every single day for 12 hours a day for 12 years? Weekends included. No, every day. That's what I'm saying. Every single day. It's like, you probably not. You probably not come. So I could tell you the whole entire blueprint. I'm here to play. I'm going to give you the play. We gave you the play already. Mm -hmm. And I hope you do run the play. But it's really not a threat for me because I know that our endurance level is different. Like I'm, I'm willing to go to lengths that 99% 99% of the people not willing to go to. So that alone is going to make competition very thin because I know you're not willing to do the things that I'm willing to do. And that's how I always been my whole entire life. When I was playing basketball, actually, you know, like I play basketball by myself six o'clock in the morning. I didn't like to get up early. I hate getting up early. I knew that at six o'clock, nobody else was going to be on the court. So I knew it's that like I had Kyle Watson vibes. I feel you. I knew you I had to do, do it. I knew I had yeah. to do things that nobody else was willing to do. And we, to this day, we know we have to do things that nobody else is willing to do mm-hmm. and nobody else is going to do. And that's always going to propel us because our work ethic is just different. I mean, it's evident. People like they watch like, I don't know how y'all do it. People always say the same thing to us when they say it. I don't know how y'all do I'll it. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's tough. Like, because we know it's nobody else. Part fun. That's work, man. Yeah. I mean, it looks fun, um, but it, it, it's taxing. But we're willing to do it because like you said, nobody. I know if we if you saw what we have to do on a daily basis, you'd be like, all right, now nah, I can't do this for three days, let alone three years. Like, there's no way. But think about it, though. Like, we, we got a video on all the equipment that you should use to start a podcast. You can you can look it up on YouTube. We got a video and audio where we, we tell you exactly what microphones we use. And we tell you, I got a video where I explain for 20 minutes about social media, how to master social media apps, all the stuff that I did, the fonts to use, all of that stuff. We got a video on how to monetize YouTube. We got a video on how you could uh, monetize merch. We got videos on how to do live events. We got videos on audio, how you get paid from audio, how to navigate that. We gave you the play. Mm As far as what we do, we can't give you the play for what we haven't done yet. But anything that we have done, it's not a secret. It's public information, and we've given you the play. And I'm sure some people have actually executed on the play and made money. David Shans is a perfect example of that. When we met yeah. David, when we met David Shans, he was inconsistent with his podcast. It's not a disrespectful saying that because he's one of the top in the game right now. It's just a fact. 
Troy sat down with our at Jeremy Anderson house, gave him the play. Now he makes millions of dollars a year from his show. He asked him, he'll tell you, he yeah. gave him the blueprint on this is what you do. He's one of the few people that actually had the discipline to actually execute it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. he gave him the play. Yeah. He didn't charge him. He didn't charge him. Ask him how much he charged him for that consultation. He didn't charge him for that. Told him exactly. This is what you need to do. This is what we did. Gave him the whole blueprint. If you lost it all, which I don't want to happen, <laughs> what would you do to build it back up and get back to the spot that you're in right now inside of a year? Um, Work just work. That's the only thing that, you know, is consistent in life is, is your work ethic. You can't control other things and variables. You have to make smart decisions with your money, but just work. I feel like as long as you work, good things are going to end up happening mm -hmm. for you one way or another. And whether it's, like I said, basketball, whether I was a financial advisor or whether it was now what we do with media, common denominator is that I just work, you know? And even if you work and you're not really bad, you don't even really get the chance to really feel like you fell off because you're just working. Sure. So yeah. it's like, if worse comes to worse, you just go back to where you started and you can't lose when you didn't really start with much. So that's why you never, I feel like it's very important to be even kill in business. Like you have to be even. That's why when you see me, I'm not really an emotional person. I never really get too high or I never get too low because there's ups and downs in life and there's ups and downs in business. So, you know, when you don't let yourself get too high or too low, you just stay the course and you don't really get affected by it too much because at the end of the day, you know, the only thing that you can really control is your work. Mm -hmm. the work, the work will dictate the output. A lot of times people think it's the other way around and they try to just throw Hail Marys on the board and just try to get a, you know, a home run. Home runs come because you just start, you just keep swinging. Eventually yeah. you're going to hit the ball. So for me, it's just a matter of just keep working, keeping your head down and keeping good relationships. Relationships is very important as well, which is another reason why we collaborate, why we, you know, always honor our word, why we, you know, do good business because ultimately you might need no, help. No, net 90. No, no, yeah. not now. You, nah. might, you might need help. So when you, when you need help yeah. and you, you call on people, whether they answer your phone call or not, nine times out of 10 is if they actually like you. So it's important for you to have that relationship because ultimately the person that you help today might be in a position to help you later on. Yeah. And then the, the, the part about that of falling off is like you were on at one point. Right. And so you know what it takes to get to that point again. And so those lessons that, and whatever the sacrifices and the hard work and the, the work that it took to get there, you know what it is because you've been there before. And so like, yeah. that's what, that, that's the key. The output will determine the input on how much you're going to make. Right. But the key is that you've seen it before. It's tough when somebody hasn't made it to a certain level and it's like, yo, you're always aspiring to get there and trying to get there and dreaming to get there. But once you're there, yeah, you got to sustain it. But if it, you know, there is a setback, you know what it takes to get back up there. It's like, we, we always said that like, yo, when you're a millionaire, it's cool, right? And you, if you lose it all, you know what it is to be a millionaire. So you already yeah. have the mindset. It's just about what are you going to do? What's the tangible piece that you're going to add to hopefully get back to that place, if not exceed that spot? If you include podcasts or entrepreneurs, how many people you think out of 100 actually work seven days a week and are consistent in their craft? That'll be my final question, going back to consistency. How many, how many in the space work seven days a week? Just in general. I mean, and then I we can look, do podcasts on individual. Look, I just look at people in life. I never really met too many people in life that work seven days a week. I never, I, I, I didn't really know too many people when I was a financial advisor that was working seven days a week. So I don't know. I'm not really yeah. sure because I'm, I'm not really tapped into what every single person is doing. But I just know, like, I kind of have an, a, a suspicion that there's not a lot. Um, I Do you think ten percent? Maybe less. I would say less than that. Maybe less. <laughs> Yeah, so because you gotta remember a lot, a lot of the people, and that's not all, but a lot of people come in as talent. 
right? And so when you're talent, you come in and you do your work and you leave. And the rest of yeah. the, the work is done by somebody else. Ours is a little different, right? Because we're the talent, but we're the owners of a company. Yeah, exactly. We're owners yeah. of a few companies. And so there's always something that has to be going, like that's going on. And so maybe mm-hmm. there's something that's not, you know, a high priority in this business, but there is like two or three in these other businesses. So there's always something going on. But um, yeah, a lot, a lot of people come in as talent and then they figure out the business. And they're like, oh, I want to have ownership. Um, and so it's two different things. Yeah. And the last thing that I'll say, I seen you had asked uh, about the biggest opportunities in the media space over the next five years. The yes. word media is very important and it's important when you start and we talk about podcasting and different things of that nature. But you have to understand social media. The biggest part of that that people discredit is media. This is actually media. This is a form of media. This is the new form of media. It's the most prevalent and most relevant and most important form of media. Media is extremely important to society, has always been extremely important to society and has always been very lucrative as well. So like even a lot of times, like sometimes people will say, um, well, what business do you guys have? Y'all just do a podcast. And, you know, that's an uneducated um, viewpoint on it because it's like, now we actually started a media company. So that's like asking Ted Turner, what business do you, what, what business do you have? You just have CNN. That wouldn't make any sense, right? You wouldn't ask Rupert yeah. Murdoch, what business do you have? You just have Fox news. Yep. Like, that's not, that's not an intelligent way to go about it, but people discredit things because they don't fully understand it. So like the, the, when you're starting your media company, whether it's a blog online, whether it's an Instagram page, like spiritual world or shade room, or whether it's a podcast or whether it's whatever it is, understand that that's not just content. You're not just mm-hmm. a content creator. You're a media owner and you have yeah. a media, com- you have a media company. So media is a lot of opportunities in media and there's a lot of responsibility in media also, because you Mm -hmm. get to shape the minds and opinions of the people you get to inform the people. And once you become big enough, people actually rely on you for information. So instead of going into the New York post or the Washington journal or the New York times, most people are going on social media and that's how they're getting their information. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a non-debatable fact, especially in our culture. You can say whether that's right or wrong, whatever, that's a different conversation. This is actually how people are getting information. So what does that make that? That makes those Instagram pages, reliable, credible news sources. Mm-hmm. That's just the fact. A huge it is opportunity. What it is. So I feel like in the next five years, it's only going to get bigger and bigger. And it's important for people to keep that in mind. So from, from, a, from a monetization standpoint, there's a lot of ways that you can monitor media. Of course, you have ads. Of course, you you know you have a platform like a bully pulpit where you can actually you know promote your own things, right? And your own programs, different things of that nature. And it's no different from how traditional media was able to monetize the same way that new media is able to monetize. So when you look at us, when you look at Earn Your Leisure, what we've been able to do, what we've been able to accomplish, all of the different things that you're actually seeing happen, this is all from media. This is all from having eyeballs and attention and being able to capture the minds of people. So never let somebody minimize what you're doing and never minimize what you're doing because what you're doing as a content creator is more than just creating content. You're actually, you know, shaping minds of the people and you're in the media business. So the faster you understand that, the quicker you Mm -hmm. will be able to, you know, grow your business. Yeah. And I've always said, anytime someone says your idea is crazy, they don't get it. You have a competitive advantage that no one else has because 
any business pitch competition, if we went to it in 2018, like, hey, we're going to have three people talk about investing and one going to curse a lot and piss off half the audience, you would say it's an immediate failure. But when you master the craft, the thing that I saw on every other network, they didn't give you an exact price where to get in and stand behind it. Number two, you have to be around people that inspire you or you are inspired by. Because whenever I talk to Keys, Trap, you guys, Chad, it's like the conversations we're having, it's like, you have to do some more work or you're going to get left behind. And in every business you're in, you guys have to know this. E A, you either have to drive money in or drive opportunities in. That's why I make sure the stage show is fired. The presentation is great. The numbers on the stocks is great because if the stage show falls off and the viewership goes down, they're going to be like, what happened to Ian? Troy going to be like, hey, man, me and Ian just show us going different directions. You have to know what business you're in. Hulk Hogan was able to stay in wrestling for 50 years because he's still a top 10 draw to a business. And then back to the point about AB, for all business people, keep the camera rolling. Shout out to Ryan. Even when we were backstage, I wasn't doing nothing and they're still shooting. And I'm like, bro, you can turn the camera off. He's like, no, I shoot everything. I don't, my job is to not turn the cameras off because a moment may happen that is magical, but I have my camera off. My gimbal wasn't set right. So shoot content. So even when AB saw the moment and you guys saw it, that's smart. Keep the cameras rolling because you don't know which one is going to be the content piece that takes off and drives you to the next level. Document the process. And you're right. I, I like what you said there. Like every time you speak to any of these guys, whether it's Keys, Trap, uh, Him 500, like there's always something going on. Like they always yeah. have something going on. And you're like, all right, bet. Chad too. Like, yeah. word? Y'all got that going on? What y'all got going on? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. It's like, all right, and, and from those conversations, you can be like, all right, I like what they're doing. Maybe how do we do a variation of that? Or it's like they hear something that we might have said, and like, yo, how we do a variation of how we execute on that. But that's collaborative like work, right? Like that's collaborative. Mm -hmm. That's like I'm not competing with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with Trap, like when he was trying to get his YouTube channel, he had no idea. I'm like, same yeah. thing with, with Dave Shans. I'm like, I'm on the phone with Trap. Like, yo, here, here's yeah. how you set it up. Here, here's how you actually monitor? I'll call you. I'm like, hey, what, what's which mini HDMI do I need to? Right, 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 right. Even yeah, for this, it was like, yo, what microphone should I use? How what camera should I use? All right, yo, let's yeah. just get on the call real quick. Let's zoom it. But that's just because it's like, all right, I want to see you grow. I want to see you do well, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's what we really should want for each other, right? Because yeah. it's, again, it's not about us. It's about like how many people can we help? How much value can we add to not just our lives but the community as a whole? Yeah, like we have we have a responsibility, right? We're not just in this place to say like, all right, we're here, we made it. It's like, now, nah, who can we bring with us and who's ready to come with us? Yeah, and I was telling Chad yesterday, I said, looking at like the Walla Nut model, dear Heavenly Father, please provide a way. Let's get a <laughs> back car. But I was telling Chad, I'm like, 85, EYL, me, Trap, Button, Charlemagne. I said, if we all sat down and did a show for a year, like, what would the, we haven't even really collaborated at scale yeah. So I tell the audience, like when you're building your thing and you're coming to Invest Fest, I shout out to people like Mike. He'll come to every event. Mike is smart. He's building trust without selling. Yeah, he'll wear his brand, but Michael engage in so many conversations. It's like by the time he launches something, it's like, oh, yeah, I've seen him at every event. And if we're doing an event for free and you can come network, take same with Janet, same with Mark. I'm like, yo, just take advantage of it. But when you start to really put these big forces together, Names that match, yeah. And Apple, and going back to tech, Apple, Amazon, Google, all have very big media divisions. 
the more eyeballs you can draw in, the better. So I hope this guy's hope. And also, too, when you see these signs of inspiration, shooting content, being consistent, those are also going to be the best companies long term to invest in. Investing is not that simple and neither is business, but doing it every day is hard. Thanks. All right. We you want to say a presentation for next week or, you know? Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. We could actually just just use it on another one. See the, see okay. the presentation? Yeah. All right, so let's do this then. Um, okay, well, before before that, let's, let's remind the people about MSG, Madison yes. Square Garden. Extremely, extremely important. Market Mondays. Mm -hmm. This is history. Never been done before ever in history. Uh, we will be at Madison Square Garden on November 27th, a live show, New York City. Get your tickets now. It's going to be crazy. If you was at the Apollo last year, you understand the energy. You understand the vibes. If you haven't been to uh, um, Invest Fest, if you was at Houston, if you was at Art Basel, if you were mm -hmm. in, name it. You name it. South by Southwest. Bigger. Bigger. Mm -hmm. This is Madison Square Garden, Black Friday weekend, Sunday. Um, it's a historical event. It's very important for the for the space of financial literacy. It's very important that this sells out and it will sell out, but it's not just important for us. It legitimizes it's not it's not easy to get Madison Square Garden. It took mm -hmm. a lot of work, it took months and months and months behind the scenes to make this happen. Um, so you know, it's yes, we can see a com a comedy show, we can see a rap show, we can see R and B show. Mm -hmm. We can see that we can see the Knicks play. We can see all of that. Um, but do they play? <laughs> well, <laughs> not well. Knicks. they do play. Yeah. Yeah. But I guarantee you that you've never saw a financial literacy show at, at the world's most famous arena. So it's important that we support that because mm -hmm. every, every ground that we break is, is not only just groundbreaking for us. It's groundbreaking for everybody. It's groundbreaking for the space and it's groundbreaking for the culture and it's groundbreaking for the world. So go to the website, click the MSG tab and get your tickets. When mm -hmm. we talk about what's groundbreaking for the world, we can't. And we're about to say you guys got to be, I, I'm learning from you guys one week at a time. Tune in next week to Market Mondays. And I'm going to have an update for you guys about what I'm going to give away at Madison Square. Mm. Um, given the market changes, you know, trading is a little bit more difficult. I may be doing a new version of Sniper and, those who may who knows <laughs> who knows but tune in next week and i'll announce it here any, live any, so get your tickets don't wait anything's possible but let's also when we talk about what's revolutionary for the world let's also not not forget about um london and what we're going to do with invest fest europe and um taking this show on the road invest fest and having a whole curated vibe in a different continent um on halloween weekend with the show at the Royal Albert Hall, which is the most prestigious venue in the UK, one of the most prestigious venues Beautiful. in Europe. Mm -hmm. Didn't Adele uh, perform there? It's our favorite place to perform. Yeah. So, you know, and that's the thing. So get your tickets for that. UK, massive, everybody in Europe, Africa, America, that is on our website also. So when you hear about, this is about creating historical moments. It's not necessarily just about, you know, doing this, doing that. Like, it's like, if we can't make history, then what are we doing? So coming off of InvestFest, where they estimated over 14,000 people was in attendance, that was a historical moment. That was a, uh, that was a moment that's living in mm -hmm. history. And then to roll that over and to do the first financial literacy 
activation in New York fashion week, combining fashion mm. and financial literacy and business. That's a moment in history. And then going to London to do a financial literacy, you know, festival in the most important venue in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. where that's never happened before. It's never even been thought about before where a lot of artists can't even perform on a different continent. That's a historical moment in time. And then to come back to America and to play MSG, the world's most famous arena. Say it again. The world's most famous arena. And we're, we're not musicians. We're not athletes. We're entrepreneurs and we're educators. And that's a, that's a, a that's a important historical moment. So mm-hmm. don't let people um, downplay these moments in time. Then they're, they're not normal yeah because they they've never ever been done before so it's important that you're there because when you're not just in, in attendance you're a part of history mm-hmm. so when you were at the million man march if you went to the million man march mm-hmm. that was a moment in history you were there yes and you when you were at you know whatever it is best fast woodstock that was <laughs> Freak a moment <laughs> in history <laughs> that was a moment in history 98 the final you know what i'm saying when you was at president obama's inauguration, yep, inauguration. in dc yep. when they was playing my president is black by young jeezy that was a moment in history that you you took a picture and you framed it yeah and this is another moment in history where you can actually live to tell about it, but more importantly, you can actually, the makes what makes this different from all those other moments is that you get information that you can actually execute to make money and change, and change your life, change the direction of your life. So you're not only getting inspiration and motivation, which that's part of it, mm-hmm. but you're getting education as well. Yeah. So don't, don't miss these opportunities because they might not ever happen again. A historic moment can turn into a, a legacy changing moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Literally, the information that you hear can change the legacy of and the historical context of your family's makeup. Absolutely, generations to come. Like mm-hmm. it's a unique time, and it and and the the fact that we're living in it, and you know the audience is living in it, it makes it so surreal, right? Like, like when I think this goes back to what Jay said. He's like, "Yo, y'all can't believe it. Like, it surprises us sometimes." Like, yeah, for real. You know, like we're this is really happening, man. And so the financial revolution is here and everybody has, you know, has a part to play, but everybody gets to be a part of it. So that that's what and you get to build lifelong it. friendships, partnerships. Like some of you are praying for a blessing and uh, you know, everyone has, knows a quote about like teach a man to fish and he'll eat for life. But like a lot of times you try and teach people to fish and most days they won't get in the boat. At these events, you will be able to meet partners friends some of y'all done got in relationships and got married and you know some of y'all have some invest us babies last year kudos to the kids love them right but you have to show up and show your face because a lot of times on online people can't feel your energy online a lot of times when you're there in person people can feel that you're a good person that you know your craft or i got a good feeling about them please show up show out learn and uh i don't know maybe even in new york we could do a vip day or something what you think yeah. It's an experience. Could be at it. It's an experience. Could be. be at it. But before we go, let's just try to, since we're not doing the slides, let's just cut, take a couple minutes just to try to give as much information as possible. Let's talk about a few ETFs if we can. I want to talk about the um, the spider sector ETFs. XLF. So XLF is the financial sector 
for the S&P 500. And okay. um, for anybody, all right, so let's just talk about what these X's mean. So XLK, XLY, XLF. XLY is the consumer discretionary sector. XLF is the financial sector. XLK is the technology sector. There's XLE, is it? Uh, yep, that's for energy. The, that's the energy sector. So mm-hmm. these are XLI, diff- industrials. These are different ETFs from the S&P 500. Um, the ETF is more of a select uh, demographic that is specific to one area where the S&P 500 is 500 companies that make up, you know, a microcosm of the whole entire stock market where mm-hmm. XLK might be 20 companies that are just specific to technology. So like Apple, Amazon, Google, different things of that nation. So the financial sector, you have the financial companies, mm-hmm. consumer discretionary sector, you have the consumer discretionary energy. So the ETFs, um, are usually a safer play than investing in one individual stock because if you're invested in just one stock, anything can happen. If that stock goes down, then, you know, everything in trouble. is riding with it. Whereas if it's an ETF and you have 20 different stocks, even if one stock goes down, it's probably only 3% or 4% of the actual portfolio. So, you know, you still have 19 other stocks to kind of balance it out. So that's an easier way to go about it. And it's more... Mm it's more tailor-made as opposed to the index, which is a wide variety. So if we could talk about a few before we, before we end this, uh, the financial sector is something that's interesting. Um, and if you look at the charts, it's, it's been up for the last 10 years. It kind of has dips every few years, but um, financial companies, I feel like it's a crossroad because a lot of times people are talking about FinTech, um, but the financial sector is still run by like the JP Morgans of the world. Berkshire. Yeah. Berkshire number one. Yeah, Berkshire killing. Goldman Sachs, different mm-hmm. things of that mm-hmm. nature. So what's your thoughts on XLF, the financial sector um ETFs? Um XLF, I like if you this is the load the boat price, you guys can get it at $27.35. I always want you to got you guys about the best prices. Uh so $27.35. Um, historically, I like Vanguard products a lot more, but like you said, with ETFs, it's a lot safer, a lot less of a drop, a lot less of a drawdown. Like no one's ever called in like, oh my God, I lost everything on VO or XLF or so I want you to wait for the best prices. If you're looking at JP Morgan, $91 and 16 cent. And for those of you that are believers in crypto. So I got a little hybrid strategy. I've been talking to some friends about. Like if you buy the top two in crypto and a dark horse and put the top two banks in there, if we hit depression levels or we stay flat for a five or six year period, that will be like a modified version of two tech two index because JP Morgan and Bank of America are all going to be in BlackRock are all going to benefit from the crypto boom. No, say, so, say, say that again. So if we stay flat for a five year period and the economy is tough, if you have the top two banks plus the top two crypto, and one dark horse in crypto, that is like a new version of two tech to index. I've been telling you guys for years that all the banks are going to get involved with crypto. Um, they're going to take over acquire. Everyone said, no, it's not true. And here we are now. JP Morgan acting like Suge Knight and getting all their percentage points they can <laughs> off Ethereum, right? Uh, so when you study business and one book, um, the Ted Turner autobiography, that's one like chat loves when you brought up Ted Turner. I thought of that. If you study business historically, the same thing happens over and over again. Something new will get hot. An artist, product, brand, service, the big company that runs that space will acquire it, partner with it, or sign it. 
and profit from it. And eventually it's going to come out. The hot thing that signed is going to get a lower percentage than the person who signed them or initiated the deal. This has happened for hundreds and hundreds of years. So when Kanye is like, put my clothes in trash bags so you can see the value that I'm actually bringing and everybody is digging in the trash bags and not on a gap rack, that's to show what my impact is. And let's not be surprised in two years when he has issues with gap. (laughs) The same thing. That's why when we reference hip hop and sports, if you look at the music business and, and sports, especially in basketball, you will see a business life cycle in one year in basketball represent 10 in a normal business. So I know Patrick Beverly said, oh, KD messing up the value of the market by not signing with a team. Bev, I love you. I know you're from Chicago. Kev earned that right. When you're an A player, there are certain things you can do that a C player or D player can't do. You sway the market. <laughs> you are a market maker. Yeah. So, so that would be Bank of America, JP Morgan Chase, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and then a, a Solana, something like that. Or Algorand or Ripple. Yes. Shout out to Crypto 901. I know you're going to be like, you and say Ripple. I said Ripple. I love you. Right. So pick a dark horse and then you're good. You don't need a bunch of companies. If you listen to the show, you should be profitable even through the slide. Be a Bank of America, JP Morgan, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Pick a dark horse and uh, and we'll be good. So that's like my crypto takeover portfolio model. I made that. Don't y'all start copying and doing courses on it. (laughs) Um, I've been paying my lawyer. He ain't taking nobody to to trial or nothing yet. Please. Well, like I mean, XLF is, I mean, the history of it, 15 years ago was at $30. Mm-hmm. Right now it's trading a little over 33. And so I can understand why people don't use it as an ETF uh, just because of the, the entire banking sector was down though. I mean, exactly. we have caught, when interest no, that's rates what are I, zero. I, I was just going to go there. The time back yeah. banking sector is down. Uh, it ran up to 33, obviously in climates of high interest. But that's not really a fair comparison. I'm, I'm going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> in climates of high interest, the banks are going to make a lot of money. But if somebody's looking for growth, right, an ETF that has growth, I don't know if that's the one that's going to have the maximum amount of growth over a long period of time. Is it everybody want to grow with Kathy and then they, they grow? Uh, so that's the other part of it, right? Grass and they so body it, in the grave. You, you've got to choose what you want, right? right? So if you want to have something that consistently, obviously, banks aren't going anywhere, but they do have, we've seen banking, um, you know, the banks collapse uh, recently in history. But if you want something that's consistent and you know it's going to be there, obviously interest rates are going to be here forever because that's how they make their money. Mm-hmm. Then this may make sense for you, right? This might be one of those ETFs where it's like, you know what, I'm going to leave the money in here and I'm going to have it as a long-term investment and just keep it there. If it's yeah. something that I'm looking like I want maximum growth over the next five years, I don't know if it, that's the place for you, but you got to figure out what type of investor you're going to be. So that that that's the, that's what the point I was trying to make. Yeah, And if you look at Vanguard, VUG, that's that growth ETF. You can get that at like $190.96, $190.96. Must be a five-year hold. This is not for options, not for a swing trade, right? So when I give you guys advice, use it how I tell you and don't like try and remix my grandmama's macaroni and cheese. You know, Please so don't hold do for five years, right? Because that's when the trouble... Um, begins to pile up. But I mean, investing is, please write, please put it in chat. Investing is simple. Investing for, even in real estate, there are t- four markets that you wish you can be in. If not, you're not in those. Go to the four that are now presenting the greatest growth. Mm-hmm. Media. There's four spaces that are growing really fast. Great. Tech stocks. There's only four. For, for, for those of you that are non-monogamous, normally Life is pretty good when you got four women. I used to live that life is too stressful. 
<laughs> normally, <laughs> under normal conditions. Not, not I anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, hey, baby, shout out to you. I'll see. You. I don't want to be a player no more. But let me say this though: <laughs> this is why um, charts can charts don't always tell the whole story. It can be a little bit misleading because with Troy, this is a good example. Of this mm-hmm. so Troy had referenced something. So in 2017, in 2007. 2007. 2007. 2007. Like, need that IV. It's okay. Two, two, hey, here. All you need for some energy right now is to think about the person who talked about the AB. The energy gonna shoot up. Let's go. <laughs> 2007 uh, XLF was thirty dollars, mm-hmm. and today it's thirty three dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's discouraging because that's saying in fifteen years it only went up three dollars, right? But that's not the whole story because in two thousand and seven. Obviously, that was split, yeah. the biggest. No, well, the biggest oh, the crash, yeah, collapse in American right history. When and it went from thirty dollars to to seven dollars, to actually a little less, like six, four dollars and seventy seven. Yeah, right. So that was something that um, nobody could have seen coming. It was the worst uh, event in American history with the banking system. But since then, it's so if you look at what it's done since then, since two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm is 371% to now. So mm-hmm. in 12 years, it's actually increased almost 400%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once again, the chart is a little misleading. But then go back in the chart then, right? I if did. You look, so then where did, I did. The, the ETF, it opened at $19, 19, right? In 1999. This, in 1999. So it got up to, like you said, it got up to, to 27 or $30. 30 fell apart yeah then it then then it fell apart and so what i'm saying is like if you look at where it was at in its peak in 15 years yeah obviously it is a huge collapse but in that 15 year span it's gotten back to where the peak was mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and, but- and, and the other part is stop buying at the top of the market this is the part <laughs> why i rant <laughs> if, if the stock is worth 40 bucks stop buying at 39 and being like somebody in discord told me it was going to 94 if that's the case, Somebody why would I tell you that? Shout out Charlemagne. Charlemagne will never text us and be like, yo, uh, I got a $600 million deal, but this is how you thwart the deal and get it for yourself. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. Like, you guys just have to wait. And this is the part that I love for business owners. Once you learn the stock market, and this is a tip that most people don't know. When you study these companies and ETFs and see how they accurately ran, there's ideas that you can take from them and put into your business. But also when you run a business, you can see if that ETF or stock is being ran well, and you can see what the projections are. So now if quantitative easing is there and the interest rate environment is low and we go through a crash, you shouldn't have been buying at $30 or $35 or $28 in XLF back in 2006 and seven. And people were telling you about the housing crisis that was coming. Mm-hmm. Most just didn't listen. IE my take on Netflix, my IE my take on meta versus Facebook. Hello to everyone that might not be there soon. Yeah, IE so- my take on other industries, stop buying at high prices and stop believing the hype that what you're being told in the media space and you'll be good. Yeah. So some of those factors that you just said could have caused the run up to 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, it and I, Matt used to call it the Wild Wild West. But when you're talking about interest rates, when you talk about how banks are making money, mm-hmm. this this could have been some of the reasons why it was at 19, and obviously it had a run up over those those first seven years up until 30, and then yeah. obviously the financial collapse. But also inside the ETF is that a lot of the allocations could change. So 
the, absolutely that's that, the key point. That, that's key point too so they could have added companies that were like hey we see that this is going to be profitable or we're going to add more mm-hmm. of an allocation to a jp morgan or we're going to allow berkshire to have more of an allocation of this etf so that that rise could have happened because allocations were taken out right banks that were here before and financial institutions that were here before no longer exist yeah, and well, always that's, think of, that's, that's right. the whole point of an ETF. That's so what I'm saying. But, got, but, but those, I'm just saying historically, it, it has done well because it started in 1999 with $19 and it got to $30 in, in 2007. Mm-hmm. So in seven years, that's 57% increase. That's a great return. You don't have to think that's about it. That's an yeah. excellent return. Like I said, it, it had this probably won't happen again, but it dropped. But then since then, it's up 400%. So as an investment, I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I don't have a horse in the, in the race. I mean, but 2020 dropped to seven to seventeen bucks. Twenty twenty. Yeah, that's a long term investment. It's done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just got to figure out what type of investment you're going to be though. That's but I'm just saying it's 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 done extremely well. What, what kind of investor would you not like? It's difficult for me to say why. There, why somebody might have. So here's why: somebody might have bought it at thirty, right, and mistake. sold it. Well, <laughs> right. Some, somebody could have bought Bitcoin at sixty, and so, so that's so, what I'm I mean, saying. Especially when I told you not to. Yeah, just to decide what type of investor you're going to be. But I'm just saying to say that it hasn't really done well, or the Who's, return, said you said the returns haven't really been too great. I didn't say that. What'd you say? I said if you look at the history of it over the time, right? It was at thirty, and now it's at this number. If we're talking about something that is a, like, if we're looking for growth ETFs, right now. But in chat, if Troy said it hadn't done well, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember saying that. So you, you're right, saying so that. alluding to it, it's that you're saying it's at 30 and it's at 30 now. That's saying that it hasn't done well, right? No, I'm talking about the growth even? over the 15 years. Yeah, but, but, so but, if, but, if but let's look was, at that. If something, if if something still was, break even? But if something was 30, 15 years ago and it's 30 now, is that that's, that's common sense that it hasn't done well. well right? Is that losing money through inflation? Yeah, you, you lose the money. Right? Is that doing well or not, Ian? Is that doing well or not? No. If an investment is 30, 15 years ago no. and 30 now, is that doing well? No. It's 33 now. That's, that's not doing well. Yeah, that, you're mm-hmm. saying that. Right. But I'm just saying that that's why I said charts are, can be misleading. Okay. Charts can be misleading, but this is- In what way? Because charts only calculate the price. It, it doesn't tell you all the information. It doesn't tell you the historical- It doesn't that, tell you historical yeah. data. And it yeah, doesn't yeah. tell you things that's happened. Even Apple, you could look at time frames where Apple's chart could be- Something that you can yeah, actually look at and say that this isn't a good investment. Bitcoin. Well, that's crypto. what I, I also just who said who would say that though? Huh? I, I I'll be the Apple Avenger. Who would say that? Who would say what? That Apple's, Apple's not a good investment. Well, if you look at it, so all right, let's 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 look at this then. So look if you look at, I see you. I mean, you know, <laughs> this is what you do. Yes, it is. So all right, <laughs> Apple came out in 1984. Yep, and it was. 11 cents. And it was flat for a long, maybe seven years and, or something. In like 1994, that. in 19, let's say in 1990, it was 30, it was 32 cents. So somebody could have looked and said, okay, yeah, it's went up in that time frame, but in almost a decade, that's not something that we really look at like it's gonna be a world-changing company that we should invest money in. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know. Now, if you look at it from 2000 and two, 2009, when it was $3 yeah, post, yeah, yeah. to now where it's $162, mm-hmm. that's completely different. But it took yeah. time. It took a long time. Every great investment time. takes time. Uh, how long is pumping, building, revolt? And it's not even nowhere near its peak. Yeah. Everyone wants 7,000% return 
in one year. <laughs> but but it's like so like I said, look at this. I don't know if you can see this, but if you look That's at if it. you look if you look at your Apple, because everybody has an Apple phone. If you look at the Apple phone and you look at the stocks, look at look at Apple, A A P L. If mm-hmm. you look at it, it looks like a cardiac sign. It's flat for a long for a long time, almost mm-hmm. 20 years. It's flat, and then it just starts going crazy. So this isn't historically a chart but, that somebody would look at. But so here's the thing: when you yeah, looked but, at it in 1984, yeah. are you saying that this is a growth stock? It's not going to be considered one. Just there weren't on many it. growth stocks back then because that's, that's what I'm time, saying. Right, that's what I'm saying. So if you're just looking at it from that standpoint, you're not saying like, yo, if we're putting in a category of growth stocks, this but, is not going to fit in. But all, that, all I'm that. saying is that. Technical analysis and fundamental analysis has to be taken into consideration. Yeah, you have to have both. And you can't always first. You can't always look at charts. Sometimes charts don't tell a full story. Sometimes a company could be a good company, good leadership, and not have the greatest chart. Or it could be the inverse. It could be having a great chart, and the leadership could be bad at that time. And you could see that okay, yeah. the land the landscape is changing. So even though the, the chart might look good, this might not be something that that's why people have to go do the research. It's not an argument. I'm just, oh. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's, it's not an Number argument. Number one, at all. I'm saying who's what? arguing is that what you're saying? But there's a, there's a lot of people that it's an educational show. So the thing is to give people as much education as possible. So some people are new to investing and they not, they might not fully understand things and they just hear things from different people. So the whole point is, is just to yeah. provide people with education. But, so but I'll say that too, you guys have to stop listening to so many people. Yeah, but part of it. And I'm going to always say this too. But, but let, me, let, me, let me just say, let me just say this, Ian. Part of the education is not to assume. So we can't just assume that people automatically know everything. We have to help them out and give our take. And ultimately it's our opinion, right? But it's like, I'm just- No, no, no matter facts. I got to okay. say that for the record. So it's it's important <laughs> It's important for people to, to understand that there's multiple sides to invest in and that's going to help them because they're not just going to look at one particular thing as like, this is the only thing that I should be looking at. I think it's a mistake to look at too many people. That's like having seven wives or seven husbands. Like you guys can do whatever you choose to do. But if a person is not investing or trading full time, which I do and have been prior even to the show. How can they tell you how to get rich or success from a space if they're not full-time at it themselves? That's why I never comment on anything. Man, LeBron should have faded away in the fourth quarter. I'm like, I don't have the capability that LeBron has. Life is a lot easier, especially here on the show, because it's the only show that gives you prices. That is technically a liability for my career and brand in doing so. But I knew... Cause I know my stuff based on me buying when these prices hit and it works, but yes. And chat, if I made you money, I'm gonna be real. I never even seen the show do that in no space, but yes. And chat, if I made you money now networks, go look at that. <laughs> go compare it against your lineup while we talking. Yeah, it's, I, I, we I get to talk about network numbers. We ain't did no PR. Ain't did no marketing. We can pull the network numbers up, but now I, I think you, you should have as many, as many chains in your arm as possible, right? Like you you should know fundamentals. You, you should know tech. Yeah, you have to know all three. You, Right. You should you should have understand how to use indicators. It only makes you a better investor. Right. Like and you should figure out what type of investor you're going to be. Like, that's what I'm trying. That's what that was my point. Like, figure out what you're going to be. If you're going to be a, a scalper. All right. Well, understand that's that. a mistake. It, well, it, under, understand what you're, you're about to get into and understand that there are things that come along with being that type of investor. If you're going to be a, a short term trader, understand that. Just figure out who you're going to be. Everybody doesn't have the tolerance. Right. Everyone- like, I, I I, yeah. I don't have the tolerance all the time to do like a short term or be a scalper or a day trade. I just don't have the time for it. But 
that might work for somebody. Long-term might work for other people. Just figure out who you're going to be. Because even when you ask me for my opinion, or I'm Ian and, and I'm sure Shai, the same thing, it is going to be our opinion. But ultimately, you're, you're the facts, I'm sorry. But ultimately, you're going to have to live with those decisions, right? Like you're going to have to make these investments. You're going to have to press trade. You're going to have to press sell and press buy because you never know if I'm in a position, right? And I'm doing something, I might say, you know what? I want to change my portfolio a little bit. Like you might not know that. So eventually at some point and at every point, really, yeah. you should be making your own decisions based off the information. Right. And, but, but if we're, if I'm here every week and, you know, show us two hours, man, it takes me 16 to 24 hours a week to prepare for the show. If people are not going to listen, that's why I said last time, because showdown, 30 minutes and 45, if they're not going to listen, there's other shows we can build. We got 64 ideas of what we can build. I'm asking you guys quietly. There are a lot of people saw this get hot, this show get hot, and they tried to make their version of it. And they forgot the most important thing with this show is the results. Put yes in chat if I've made you money. That invest fest crowd, that roar, that 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 uh, eruption and roar is getting bigger every time I say it. Price is first. So number one, you have to know what the macro economic environment is globally, a.k.a. How is the world economy doing? Is it messed up or no? Two, fundamentals. What are the profit margins? What are competitive advantages? What are the weaknesses? What are the threats? What are opportunities? Leadership, two, and then you go to technicals. I always tell you guys, indicators don't make anybody money. I've asked this on the show five times before. How many people do you guys know say that they made a million dollars or five of indicators? Not a one. Not a one. Everybody should be a long-term investor first, then swing trader. I want us to stop thinking about short-term gains in any space. Imagine somebody would have signed Drake for a one-year deal. How They would have jumped off Universal Building <laughs> signing him one year. How long Jay Prince been working with Drake? He ain't letting him go. Even with the Barry White-ass curl he got that was That was different. That was different. That, was that relationship that he has with that gambling site, you think they're going to do that with him for a year? No way. No how. <laughs> Everything has to be a long-term fro. Imagine if y'all would have stopped doing the show after a year. Big mistake. Or you would have did one episode. That's what scalping is. Good now. It's been in Westchester crying. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Keep going. <laughs> 20 years. 20 years. Just continue to build. And then you can build upon those wings, but invest in that's considerable risk. Do whatever you want to do. You don't have to listen, but don't be mad when you seeing them dance with AB. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to go to girl collection. Don't be mad. When you see me with Floyd. See. I'm following our plan. Oh, the, the uh, book recommendation too. It's called do the effing work. I was telling them early on Instagram, when you are a little bit uh, controversial, it can block certain bags and blessings. So I'm cutting back on the cursing as I make my transition. Do the effing work is a great book that I want you guys to tune into. So, love Do you guys. The, who's the author? Um, it's by Becker, Burge, and Richburg. So the the other young Bergs, <laughs> Burge and Richburg. Heatmaker. Shout out to Heatmaker, heat heat man. Connected with him too. Hit hit Heatmaker. Hitmaker. Yeah. 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 He, he got a legendary story oh. too. And shout out to Math. Like, it's a few people. Hey, wait, wait Math cooking, wait, yo. Wait till you hear the story. Wait till you hear the story. Yeah. Wait till you hear the story. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Math Alpha too. His, his, uh, 
his growth has been incredible too. Shout out to shout out to his, his show. But even with that, Mav started a show for battle rappers. Battle rappers did not want to be on it. Huge mistake. Now he's doing more mainstream people that are bigger than anything that was in any in any rap battle league. He reminds me a lot like when Button got started and got cooking. Reminds me a little bit of Tax. I told Loon, I'm like, Loon could be to occupy the space the Tax Stone was in. Just be uniquely you when creating content and stop doing stuff for clicks and, and hype. We need more shows that have more great content, less opinion. That's why I said mine are facts. I said Bitcoin 20,000 when it was at 60,000. And I told you all how many days it was going to take to recover and it was going to slide back down. That's from doing the work tying into what he said earlier. Seven days a week. Yeah, back on the 20. No days off. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, big episode. I, I didn't get a chance to say this. Jamel King, Jamal King. Legend. Um, very, very important episode. Nine to five millionaire. He's actually somebody that became a multi-millionaire while he was working as a police officer in Chicago <sighs> and um, has multi-million dollar real estate portfolio, has a chain of daycare centers. Multi-million. Oh has, has a security firm. Multi-million. So this is, one, this is a great episode <laughs> for anybody that wants to be a nine to five millionaire because he's, he did it in three different areas, security firm, daycare centers, and real estate, all whilst being a Chicago police officer. That's incredible. Very, very inspirational, motivational story and veg, very educational episode. Make sure you check it out tomorrow and shout out to my guy, A.B. Abdullah, who had his oh. first speaking engagement. He spoke at Howard University. Yeah. Last week. How do you? Got my young boy doing speaking engagements. Man. I told y'all. Yeah, yeah. Do the work. Hey, if we want to hey. talk about hardest working. Yeah, listen. And, I, we, and most efficient. He's a very efficient person. I told y'all. Yeah. As soon as the as soon as he finished the um the talk, he called me and he was just like, yo, everything you said is coming true. Like yep. everything you said, like since I was 17, is coming true. And I just I call, I'm like, yo, I'm just so proud of you for mm -hmm. executing it, right? Because the most bigger than money, opportunity. It's something that you can't pay for. And he's maximizing every opportunity that he's been given. And there's going to be plenty more for him. That's why when, you know, yeah. we spoke about him, I speak so highly of him because I already know it. Like, I could see it in him. Like, he, he's always he got been, it, bro. Yeah, he's Confident, smart. Yeah. yeah. He comes in, in Detroit. I'm like, bro, you're going to get 10 million real fast. Like, yeah. new Chris Lighty. He's going to be new Chris Lighty. Rest in peace to Chris Lighty. But Man, that's Lighty legendary. Has, I can see it, though. Have, yeah, Violator. That's how it's headed. That's where it's headed, man. His management management company. He's a very efficient person, and he's a quick learner. Um, and he, he he's he's doing all the right things, man. So mm -hmm. shout out to AB, man. Shout out to, and shout out to MG, man. Shout birthday to this week. Shout out to you, MG. Hey, let's Happy go. birthday, my brother. Uh, blessings on many more. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. I think his daughter's his, his daughter's birthday is on the same day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So shout out to him. Shout out to him and the family, dope. man. Matt, I got something coming your way, man. You're a good dude. I love Matt. <laughs> That's so dope. And Jizzle. All right, so well, when y'all oh, doing when y'all doing the next video for AB? Uh soon. <laughs> next single. Hopefully. AB, hit me up. Hey. Good dude, man. How you bothered about that? And then but, but the STK five hundred dollars. That was way worse. Yeah. The AB thing light. That was they, nice. They 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 gotta stop, man. They Maybe y'all need to do a put that on the meetup. That, you well, know, I learned this too. People hate stuff until they get involved with it. Yep. Put that, basically, put that but, on meetup. But we got we got a fashion we week. We get AP credit. That, that's the meetup. Fashion week. That's going to be the theme song all, all weekend. We're going to put 
we gonna put A B. He might be there. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Full circle moment. <laughs> Shout out to A B. Screaming mm. from the rooftops. Yeah. Y'all gonna hate hey. it. If you're mad now, you're gonna you're gonna be sick to your stomach soon. I'm telling you, I promise you. If you're mad that we're dancing in videos and doing improm- impromptu rap videos soon, you're, you are going to be sick to your stomach what you see what's what's coming. Coming soon. It's getting see, Shotty won't tell y'all. I, I would get mad. I'd be like, <laughs> it's gonna get worse. Shout out murder beat, shout out Timberland. And it's coming soon. Mink, all in trouble. Mink dragon on the floor. <laughs> shout out to Diddy. Hate me now hey. video. Hey. Very reminiscent. And we ain't even built a set for Market Monday. That's why I be telling people, like, yo, get we ready. Ain't built a set, man. Listen, don't, don't make me get live. mad. We'll shoot Market Mondays on the Yada A week. MSG. <laughs> MSG. The momentum is building. It's looking like it's going to be. Jada, what we doing? Oh, a night to remember. Fact. <laughs> Five E, what we doing? Hey, Mike B, I need a, I need a suit. I might I got, wear a suit. I got, I got my, I got my vision. I might wear a suit for Madison Square Garden. I have my vision. We wore yeah, I, might, I, I need to come down from the the rafters though. I'm, <laughs> production, I'm letting you know now. <laughs> need to come down, right? Silhouette, need the yeah. silhouette. All right, real quick, man. We gotta uh, give y'all a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally. Is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service and relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities. Allies giving our market money's viewers a special offer on ally.com slash EYL so that you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. Again, that's ally.com slash EYL. For everything we need, we're all better off with an ally. Securities, products, and services are offered through Ally Invest Securities LLC, member at FINRA and SIPC. Shout out to Ally. They will be uh, in the building. They will be in the building for New York Fashion Week with us. So shout out to Ally, sponsor of New York Fashion Week show. Shout out to our partners at United Masters. Click the link in the bio. It is free. Free admission for all, but get there early. Extremely early. You must RSVP. Yes. You must. September 9th, Brooklyn, New York. One night, one night only. Madison Square Garden, 1127, a night to remember. Get your yes. tickets now. Link in the bio. Invest Fest Europe, Halloween, a night to remember. Get your tickets now. Link in the bio. This Wednesday, 8 o'clock, student loan information, Sonia Lewis, student loan doctor, extremely important, and tomorrow, Jamal King, 9 to 5 million. More bombs upon your head top. More big interviews, too. And we might have a big announcement soon. (laughs) You are the king. (laughs) What's that called, a hook? (laughs) Boy, you a rope of men. (laughs) Audience, I I feel you. I'll be like, damn, just say it, yo. (laughs) Another one. Another one. Let's go. Stock Club uh, call tomorrow, 930 uh, presentation and all the additional slides we put out Saturday. Um, let's go. See y'all in New York Fashion Week. See y'all at Market Mondays Live. See you in, in London. Please show up. And for those of you who don't know, the live show is way better than this iteration or version of the show. Um, and all the information I give is new in every city I go to. I never do the same material twice. Please show up. All right, y'all. A night to remember. All right, y'all. Y'all be good. Safety. Love is love. Call someone. Reach out to someone. Go get that IV. One text message can change the trajectory of somebody's life. So please, please reach out to your people. Love on your people. Love is love. We'll see y'all. Peace. Peace. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month. 
like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.